Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. No, nothing I can say uh, can really top, you know, what uh, what is going on in the world of world wrestling entertainment and uh, their uh, new deal they signed with Netflix. Uh, besides that, just put out a just put out my song enough. Uh, just dropped like a little visualizer for it today, uh, getting the ball rolling on that. So uh, you guys can check it out on my YouTube channel and all that. But besides that, what's up with you, man? Uh, not too much. Uh, actually, did some uh, some some you call it? What do you call it? Uh, niece, nephew. Sorry, uh, niece, uncle. Like workout program. What do you want to call it? Like so, or not workout program, but like um, some help program. So like Sarah and Marcus were swamped. So like and uh, Jocelyn was super sick. So I ended up uh, watching her today. And like, mm-hmm. it's funny when you watch when you were a kid. You remember this? Like, you felt sick, and then like all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm staying home. I feel a little bit better. And like, you know, you were sick as when you were on the kids. You know that like they sick as a dog when like they are just like they not themselves. You don't even see slivers of them. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily for her, like she got a b- nasty cough, so like she's coughing. You can just hear it come out of her lungs, right? So it's like you look at that cough. Otherwise, I'd have took your ass to school. But, because uh, <laughs> like after about like the first hour, she was she was low key, and then around like after I gave her uh, some lunch, she was like 
or I feel good, or I feel kind of good. He's like, oh, I see you, I see you, I see you. You're looking like yourself. You don't like yeah. to go out here and get 30 and 15 right now. All right? So, uh, but yeah, she uh, she ended up having to go to the doctor. So, um, <laughs> or like four. So after that, like, I pretty much had to, like, cram everything else I had, uh, that I would normally do in the day, like, into, like, an hour and then get to the gym. But, yeah, uh, spending some time with, you know, uh, the kids, it was always fun. Because, you know, like, I think I told you, like, it was a it was a weird situation I was in like uh this mentally like just I I don't even know if I feel right calling it depression was just like just not seeing anybody except for like talking to you on, on one H radio. I just like to mm. the house, to myself, just not reaching out to people. So like I'm glad that like a lot of these relationships that like I felt I fucked up aren't are getting better or aren't weren't fucked up at all. So uh I don't even know I'm even talking about this on the podcast, but anyway. Hey, I mean, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. You know, like I I work at home. Uh, yeah, Catherine works at home, yep. and like I'm in a new place, so I right. don't really have too many incentives to really go out there. But um, right. I was out uh, this past weekend with your cousin Alex, and I saw uh, Spiro, who I hadn't okay. seen in quite a while, and it was kicking with him and MP and Diaz and stuff like that, and um, Bam. So it it was cool. I was walking around the mall. I was like, man, I feel like a human again. Which um, mall? <laughs> uh, we were at Perimeter. Okay. So um, you know, because Spiro was kind of iced out, I didn't know if like Linux was like the spot, you know, for <laughs> for, for, for that. I mean, until you get through the metal detectors. Yeah. It's not until yeah. you get through the metal detectors. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> not today. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, a uh, lot of stuff going on. Might as well jump right into yeah. the big news. Um, WWE Raw announcing a deal with Netflix coming January 2025. Um, they are leaving traditional cable and they're going to Netflix the first time that they've put one of the major properties, pretty much their biggest property onto a streaming network. Um, this kind of follows the pattern, I think, of some of their other um, deals where it's like there's a huge amount of money attached to it. There's some conglomerate that they've, um, you know, convinced them to give them this money. And it's like, in what chance do they have of like making this money back for them? And you really can't explain it if you start like trying to put it together, but it don't matter because the money is made and they ran to the bank and they started cashing these checks and then the stock market started moving. Um, <laughs> so basically um, I'll uh, so variety initially reported the deal was worth $400 million annually and believed to run more than five years. Sports business journal says that the deals for 10 years and more than 5 billion in total value. Uh, Netflix has an out after five years. So there's a little bit of a football contract, funny money element um, to this. We'll see, but five years is more than enough time to uh, make your money. So they are up, 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 up in a way. Like th- this is like, yeah. I, look, I was like, yo, you don't leave the thirty-year, thirty-five-year time slot or whatever just because yeah. it's like, it's like this creature of habit. And then it's like, where do the new fans come from? But they took the money this time. Yeah. Um. I, it- I mean, Eve Long felt that way, and I felt that way too until I saw that price tag, and I was like, "Well, I mean, 
I guess today's the day to update. Yeah, well, you well, you almost doubled the TV money. It was already ridiculous that they was getting anyway. It's like, hey man, like y'all sure y'all don't want to call this uh world world Netflix Entertainment? Like they could have named the, they could have named the damn company, renamed the company for that kind of that kind of money. So you know, or you could be like uh, Netflix presents WWE. It could have been some shit right. like that. Right, we are Netflix, and money. this is WWE. Right. You know, right, full full t- uh full roughing. Yeah, full day. Yeah. Ruffin'. So um, this is like affects like international as well as Canada, UK, Latin America, and then other countries over time. I would assume as the um, worldly TV deals expire, it'll probably be folded into this thing. You can um, imagine, yeah. And this is you know they're gonna do uh, documentaries. Uh, of course, you know they're gonna talk about Monday Night Wars for the millionth time. They're getting um, uh, they're getting international pay-per-view as well right or ple right i believe so um there's been i haven't read the official press release but they still their net or excuse me their um uh peacock deal does not expire until like 2026 okay if i'm not mistaken so i would assume netflix would then you know absorb it jump on that but who knows um you know this adds to the the if you were afraid of the television companies and or excuse me, the um, wrestling companies getting over insulated by money, um, this is a bad day. Um, <laughs> this is like this. This puts WWE in a, in a different class from like WWE yesterday. Like the yeah. money's not all that different and all that, but it takes them off of uh, cable and allows them to kind of set the trend now because I it, I think it's about who does it first and I think it's if WWE being the ones basically the industry leader is, is like okay yeah it's okay to jump into streaming now so naturally I think eyes would turn towards AEW and it's like alright where's like what route are they going to go like Andrew Zarin was talking about maybe some type of dual deal like where it's like the NBA where they stream on the app simultaneously with cable mm-hmm. um, I don't know but you now it's like almost a television deal isn't enough it feels like it, like the the wrestling business has changed today forever uh at this point uh i can see that i can see that um but you know wwe is so singular compared i mean aw to us i mean well you can't have two things being singular that's not a point but like they're so outsized from the rest of you know what uh pro wrestling is that it's like you know it's kind of hard to tell if, if this is a trend or not. And also, you know, a lot of these places, um, you know, there was talk years ago of like Lucha Underground having go moving to streaming. There have been talk about, you know, um, they used to be on AEW. Netflix, have all the episodes. Right, right. So it's like, I, well, I mean, as far as like if they were ever going to get that other, that new season, it never came when it, everyone got got up the deal and got to NXT or AEW. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, I'm not sure. It could be like, you know, to be honest, as big as the roster is, depending on if Raw stays at three hours or moves back down to two, uh, I imagine it still stays at three because they still have the uh, the eyeballs to watch and stuff. Yeah, so is that in the hours? That's what I meant. The as far as eyeballs, time, yeah, yeah the, the watching time because it's all about screen time for them. Um, so, like, I imagine that, like, I imagine it can they, it can be cool. With like, all right, we still have one of our we still have the a show on on tv 
and we can worry about what Raw looks like in the five years from now. You know, we can worry about like the live show attendance and all that kind of stuff for that five years from now. But like, we're going to take this bank. Um, and, you know, after five years, it still has the brand name, still has the, the runtime, whatever else. They can bring it back and put it back on. Like, obviously, it's not the same thing as being off TV, but like, it was on TNN, you know. Um, and then they put put it back to USA. I forgot how long that was, but like, it's obviously a bigger jump from going off a of TV altogether than moving uh, networks. But like, I think they'll be like, worst comes to worst, they get they they don't want us after five years, which is probably the likely most likely outcome. We'll we'll take it right back to cable. We'll put this bitch on sci-fi. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, or you'd be like, we'll sell it to a network because what do you got on Monday? Because we sold it on, so we sold it to some sucker on on Friday nights one time. We can sell the eight the the one with the bigger tradition uh, and colors that people remember for longer. And yeah. and man, like now net now raw going to Netflix. Uh, you know, <laughs> it it was real funny to see that logo and that shit just say WWE Raw. That shit don't say WWE Monday Night Raw on it. It don't mm-hmm. say Monday Night Raw and any of this stuff. This is WWE Raw. So yeah, what you know, what's they, stopping they, them they, from they, they changing the Monday? That's true, but they've also changed the names of it before. They've t- they've thrown they put Monday Night in and out of it before over the years, plenty of times. So you know, I it's would almost, not it's almost damn like those Disney uh, those Disney uh, TV shows where it's like after three seasons they change the name of the show while keeping the name kind of similar. So that like they don't have to pay royalties to people on so, uh, or not uh, what do you call it? Not royalties, but um, oh my god, um. Residuals. Residuals. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So it might be that kind of thing for all we know. Who knows? So they, you know, there's been talk like of the start date for SmackDown because when they go to USA, I don't think they're going to stay on Fridays or anything. Uh, there was was a date that was th- looking like, you know, maybe they move to a Tuesday, possibly. They still got NXT also. <laughs> to um, NXT or you know, whatever day it gets. Yeah. And raw like well that's my original point like they can put them wherever the fuck they want so i wouldn't be shocked if they're head-to-head with uh aw at a certain point even though you know i I saw a lot of people trying to celebrate the um demise of the ratings um uh talk and stuff like that here's how it works because like AEW to a lot of these people don't shouldn't exist and like they'll still have ratings so it will still happen it may not happen as far as the back and forth pissing contest between ah uh, WWE would have WWE Monday Night Raw would have been get some you know some somehow like Monday Night Football got a good game for once and like mm-hmm. it's gonna suck for them it's not gonna it's not gonna be the one of those but it'll still be the AEW did this but never mind the part where like it did it was number one the demo it'll do one of those again it'll do it'll be yeah. that it'll never change it will reform in some bigger and bolder kind of way. Um, and if you, thought, Pokemon. if you thought that some of those WWE numbers that were coming off on Peacock, you know, say, yeah, this is the, you know, X amount of million people have watched Peacock. This is right. the biggest thing in Peacock history. I mean, it's like, right. all right, what do you compare that to? The Netflix press releases are going to be ridiculous. They're going to yeah. be like, 15 million hours of Monday Night Raw were watched uh, and, this past month. And it's like, huh? Like, yeah. and, and like, ought to prepare for outrageous lies. <laughs> I mean, coming Rich, from this shit. Rich, also, you know what? There, there is no way to check any of this. That's true. Also, the, the part that's like funny to me is like, 
the ratings war is, the shit is done with. I'm sorry. I thought that like, I thought the SmackDown was going to USA Network where they do ratings. So what? what mm. there, there's just less ratings, but there'll still be ratings nonetheless. So what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, people it'll happen two of, times a week. Or terrified of one, data. Sorry, terrified of numbers. Three times a week instead of four times a week. That's that's what really is going on. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think look, if you're I'm sorry. I said look, I, I didn't mess with the numbers when I pointed, but look, it'll it'll be three times instead of four. You know, people if you, you know watch my stream and be like, he put the wrong numbers up. Oh yeah, because this is the clip. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right the fourth wall. Yeah, um, get me. But um, yeah, I think if you're affiliated with WWE, you're in that board, and we'll transition that into uh, the next bit of news because I find this hilarious. Um, this is a day to be popping champagne, like like Ron Browse used to say. <laughs> um, bro, like. I know we had talked about the group chat is like, yeah, they should have fired events like 10 years ago and stuff like that. And from a creative standpoint, shit, you, hell, you could probably go even longer than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it looks like from a business standpoint, I don't know if it was necessarily Vince holding them back, but he damn sure wasn't getting them in the rooms that Nick Khan is and, you know, whatever the, the hierarchy is right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I said to you, but like, you know, just based off of the TV deals that Nick Khan has gotten for SmackDown and Raw, the last go round and then this go round now for NXT, um, for, uh, SmackDown and for Raw this time, like, you know, people talk about putting executives that are not Vince into the W into the, uh, Observer Hall of Fame. Like, well, Nick Khan kind of has to go in like un- un- unequivocally now, like there's nothing to debate. Like he signed what the most lucrative TV deals? Like all the, how many in the top ten are him? Are all of them him at this point? It's like yeah, man, he's he's got to go in there. He he is uh he's Patrick Mahomes for this shit. <laughs> like, we ain't never seen nothing like this before. So Bro, yeah, man, man walked in and was like, yeah, we want to switch all this shit up. Like yep, yep. and you know. This would not be One Nation Radio if I didn't float some conspiracies. Oh, so, here we go. Um, you know, yeah, I I just want to know who snitched on Vince. You know, because I, I feel like I can start pointing fingers. I mean, we... and, I, and I look, and I feel like you know, there, there look, it was the call came from inside the house. Well, he's okay. So, snitch which time though? Which which time in particular are you talking? About? I mean, he, when he got the doors, uh, well, there's a few elements. So the sexual when misconduct, they the doors, uh, yes, sexual misconduct. Oh well, somebody, I mean, all along somebody knew where the, was, go ahead. somebody somebody knew where the bodies were buried. Right. The Triple H Stephanie departure rearrival Vince yeah. McMahon vote off and back on the island. Yeah. Who did this? There is yeah, there's so, only three people. Yeah. So I think you know after seeing the maneuvers of him reinstalling himself, uh, Stephanie being sent out after being an award winner for the for her work in. Uh, and everything like it was always for me it, it seemed like most logical conclusion was like Stephanie and Hunter both tried to get him out of there and it didn't work and they were uh they were you know about to be ousted and then luckily you know everything else happened and then like Vince sold his company and he gonna fall out of favor after some of his company because he's incompetent at this job at this point so yeah like that's kind of what it is 
I think he had to know, though. Like, I think him selling the company was like, you are going to, like, basically eat the shit, essentially. Like, you can't run this anymore. However, Triple H will come back. Like, we'll allow him back, basically. Stephanie, you're going to step because maybe you were ready to go anyway. And basically, I'll sell or whatever, but I'll return to rehab my image or whatever. I, I think there's a bunch of nasty shit that we will oh, never know, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, because it, someone's never going to write a book about it. Right. And NDA, I NDAs, wish they would. NDAs. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, like, I, there's definitely something to that. There's definitely um, some secession going on um, backstage has been going on for uh, in the last couple years there uh, with all this stuff. So, yeah, de- definitely, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can go back Just, further than that. You can go back to 2019 when uh, Vince set Triple H up for that L. Like, yeah, yeah we're going to put you on two hours ahead of time to go, and, and we're going to leave you in the LA Fitness to go against Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega and Dean Ambrose. I'm sorry, John Moxley. Uh, yeah, yeah, good luck. Good fucking luck. But it's a it's a big day in WWE history today. So um, they they're out of reach. Like like yeah. it, they're so big business wise. Like, it's like that was that was the thing that was always so funny to me. Was like when people were like, yeah, can can eight? You know, when the ratings were close or whatever else, or the demos were relatively close. Like can can AEW surpass WWE? No, no. That's that's not. Like, like that's not the arena they're competing in. Like if if it gets close on the ratings or whatever, like they're cre- they're competing for the creative aspect of this shit. The the shit that we care about as fans, like what's better, you know, different stuff like that. And you know, you can talk about which side's better all you want or whatever. Rich, but like in a business over- sense, this shit is like this shit is a fucking like like they WWE fucks their way up into making money. So, like, yeah. it's... <laughs> a, look, AEW started one-thirteenth the size of WWE. Like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you thought this was going to be in, like, five years' time. Like, I don't, like, what, what were you thinking if you thought they were actually going to, like, this is going to become some Nitro Raw thing where, like, Nitro is going to beat Raw for 83 weeks or whatever else. Like, it's, it, these aren't, they're, those companies are actually close. These aren't, <laughs> or, or yeah. relatively close. These aren't. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just, no, nah, never. It, I never entertained this. I'm watching AEW because I think it's the better TV show, and I in WWE while still being a better product uh, or TV shows today, it's still like there's too much stuff that's really good around the world for me to spend my time spending plugging three hours of my life into it at this point. I can watch the big shows. I can watch stuff on YouTube from here and there. And if something happens, I can be interested in a, a match or whatever else. That's it's great that I hear good things of, but like outside of that, I just can't do it. So yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Like there's nothing wrong with WWE as far as, um, as far as like the, the thoughts of their demise or AD was ever going to overtake them. It's never going to happen. Like, sorry, universal or Islands of adventure, and uh, Six Flags never overtaken Disneyland in Disney World. It's never happening. Sorry. Too many businesses now have a vested interest in seeing WWE succeed now. Yes. Like, and also, like, they have decided Vince McMahon is still a part of this, right? They have decided that is not outweigh the <laughs> the juggernaut or whatever yeah. that's like yeah. the business. Yeah. They'll get Vince out. 
they'll get Vince out or outlast Vince until he's compromised uh, or whatever else to to uphold the institution. Like we are at a point in, in the world where it's like these institutions don't crumble. Like the the the, the gap in in wealth widens it doesn't shrink that's not how this works like have you have you been watching the news <laughs> over the last decade that's not it's not it's not getting closer it's getting the gap is widening right like there's a reason why billionaires gain more billions during the during the pandemic so in other news or related news there's, hold, on, there's Wayne, a reason why, hold on there's also a reason why rent is up everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. so in other news, related news, Dwayne Johnson was named to the TKO board of directors, and he's regained full ownership of the Rock nickname as part of the deal. James, yeah, do I switch now? Uh, do I switch now? Go ahead and switch. I'll go ahead and switch. All right. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this yeah. thing. I found this funny for lots of reasons. One of them, Triple H is now the owner of Degeneration X. Two men who tried to Hold undermine on, the rock him. Is. The, the Rock is. Excuse me. Yes, The Rock is the owner of Degeneration X. Yeah. Two men that tried to undermine his career from the day he showed up. Petty rivalries, jealousy, bullshit. When they walk in. They need to address him as Sir. The Rock, Sir. Mr. Rock. Pick oh one of them. I don't God. care which one. You know, they. <laughs> this is funny. Like, and I, you know, this comes kind of as Rock is seeing his Hollywood days. I, th- I think it's fair to say we've seen the peak of the Rock in Hollywood. Like, yeah. as he comes down from that a little bit, yeah. he's back into business. In a bigger way, in a you know, pretty much as big as a way as you can ever be. Now, instead of like rolling Vince McMahon out um, with Ari Emanuel, they roll The Rock out. You know, somebody who makes people feel good, yep. somebody who like is an ultimate carny and worker and will lie in your face but make you feel good about it. Yep. Like, <laughs> um, this now, Rock's I think fifty three years old. Of course, uh, there's been the whole thing with him uh, possibly, you know, wrestling in the main event this year. Um, I'm here to tell y'all, and we told y'all before, he's not showing up for no Australia. Like, <laughs> yeah, that came out last week, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and now, from a standpoint of, you know, you watch Cody Rose last year, you were invested in, you know, ho- hoping he would come back to face Roman Reigns I'm here to tell you literally and I don't think it has ever been more fitting it doesn't matter like <laughs> like it doesn't matter like you 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 want great matches you want fulfilling stories none of it matters there's just so much money tied up in this the rock can just drop in and decide yeah the main event is rock versus roman and it's going to make a bajillion dollars. Not yep. that, you know, Rock and uh, Roman wouldn't, or excuse me, um, Cody and Roman wouldn't. It's just, you know, these are factors that are out of Cody Rose's control. Right. Like, and he, he has, he has, like, Cody has, like, 
it's funny because Cody left AEW more or less because like CM Punk took his spot, and then like he showed the WWE. And like now, like Cody has CM Punk spot from 2012 to 13. Sick. <laughs> Get out the way, ho. Sick. <laughs> Absolutely sick. Hey man, you, uh, like Cody is a terrible politician, bro. There ain't no politic in this. There is not a soul. There is not a soul outside of maybe Stone Cold Steve and uh, instead of Stone Cold Steve Austin that could have that would not have gotten moved out the way for the Rock going into WrestleMania 40 again, uh, the, the main event. Not a soul. So like. It don't matter how it don't matter how much you like him. It's a business decision that you just can't do it. And we've dealt through this with Rock a decade ago with CM Punk, literally. Like so, you know, this ain't this. I feel bad for Cody. However, he laid out this thing of this is, this is what he, this, this he, is one of the endings in, in the simulation. Yeah, the one out of one hundred times he got this ending. Yep. Yep, he the video game fucked him. Yep, absolutely. You know, because these are things that are bigger than him as just a guy that was started that was a mid Carter, Lord mid Carter leaves, becomes a star on his own uh, with the help of other people, becomes a star in his own right, uh, builds you know the the most viable uh, number two or the most successful number two company in the history of American pro wrestling, and leaves, and then like becomes the number one hero. On number one promotion in the in the world. And, hey, and, and look how how much how and how much of that that Monday Night Raw kind of like um you know because this guy's worked a hellacious schedule for two years. Yeah. On Monday Night Raw, been yep. been kind of like the cornerstone of that shit. Yep. I know motherfuckers gonna say, yeah, Seth Rollins been the champion. Not really. Like we know what this means. He's like, the champion like, because Cody realizes for his story, it makes no sense for him to hold that whole ass belt. Correct. And, and, and like guess the guy that's been holding that shit do. up and guess what was Cody. It was Cody. And then it made Netflix be like, I, I don't want to directly link it to Cody, but it's like, yeah, he held that shit up, you know, the last couple years or whatever. And now they're selling Raw to Netflix. And like, yep. yeah, James, in the comments. I see it. I see it. It's, it's time, time to James. Put it, that shit you know, on. I, I might have to actually play the song, you know? I mean, look, I got the. I, I'll send it to you again if you. Oh, need to, I got it. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, I, I mean like the, the meme that I made with everything and all that. Oh yeah, you know, Cody. It is time for you. Wake up. Two. Get that belt from Seth Rollins. Chase Davis on the beat. Put that shit on. Put that shit on. Yes, somebody check on Teal Rhodes. Somebody check on Brandy Rhodes. Somebody check. Stop. Don't go on further. Dustin Rhodes. Okay, okay. I thought you first started leaving out of leaving outside of the Rhodes family on checking on people like certain super fans. I'm like, please don't go there. Please don't go there. Please, actually, actually, bookmark one of them, one of them super fans, because <laughs> because like they 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 going through it, and, and I've been following the whole thing all yeah. year as far as the, the whole things they've been they've been. I'm just like, hey man, yeah, it's gonna get real nasty. And no, I'm not talking about Floyd. In case y'all yeah, wonder, because I'll tell Floyd to his face. bro, Floyd, you gotta stop, man. It's it's going up bad for you. It's going up, Cody. Floyd know what it is. Floyd, hey. Has Floyd has Floyd procured WrestleMania tickets yet? 
I would think so. I would think so. I, I don't know. Floyd, hold on. I can't zoom. Hold on. Floyd Johnson Jr., if you are thinking of going to WrestleMania and you have not bought tickets yet, do not go. Do not set yourself up for that L. Look, I know you like Rock. I understand. I know you like Rock. And who don't like Rock? But you have rid or I don't road. You have road with Cody Rose all out of WWE and then back to WWE. They did you dirty last year. You spent that good money. Don't do it. Don't do it. The only way you can go is if Cody himself messages you via or via someone you know and say, "Hey, I'm I'm they they done promised me they done put it in paper or some shit like that." Outside of that, <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't no. do it. Don't save it for nothing. Bro, this is this a dead look. You gonna end up looking like them Momo Watanabe fans to start them. Don't. It's it's a dead agenda. I know you can be like, well, well Momo Watanabe, she's a, she's a mayor Carter. And this is a top guy. He is a top guy, but he ain't gonna be the top guy that night. I can guarantee you that. Don't do it. Don't don't do it. Please Man, don't do it. I took lots of um pleasure in ranking on Cody Rhodes for many years on this show. Y'all all know that. Oh, I mean. I yeah. take no pleasure in this. Like this is like, this is like wow. This, this is just like, mm, mm-mm. like the. It, it was like the the fucking eventually fucked. It eventually happened to him. Like it it eventually happened to him. They come and it's ways like, and well, are you going to be Ric Flair and and jump back over? Because I feel like. At the Royal, the Royal Rumble is this Saturday. I will be in town, James. I know, I think you're traveling, but I will be in town as that's happening. Yeah, Cody Rose needs to walk directly up to Paul Tri- Triple H, Hunter Levesque, whatever the fuck he's calling himself these days, if he hasn't signed that deal, and he needs to use the line on the man himself. Am I fucking going over? And if he says no, he needs to not sign that shit and then hit the, hit the road. Or else, pre- be prepared to get it like a Red Cross for another 365 days while your body goes through that house show schedule again. Look, man, this is... um. This is this is nasty. Like, like we talk about nasty scenarios. Nasty, man. And then... We haven't even got to the other part of this. No, no, before we move if on, Rock, if Rock wrestles, that means oh, it's Roman's keeping the fucking belt. <laughs> yep, yep. Show Liz, show Liz, and that match ain't gonna have no chance of being good neither. <laughs> that shit gonna suck. That shit gonna stink. Look, so people are saying, you know, you mentioned like Cody. He should, if you don't, you know, they don't ain't gonna work out his favor. Should go back to AEW. My question is, why? Because like last I checked. If he can't be the, the world champion in WWE, he can't be the world champion anywhere because he shot that stupid fucking angle in AEW in his first few months in the company on Dynamite and it ruined his chance forever. And then he said, yeah, I want to finish the story, bro. The only place Scott he didn't DeMore, finish this particular story is over there. Scott DeBoer, where you at? They need more uh, help for New Japan Pro Wrestling, I hear. Um, can they train? Can, 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 you know, can, can, he, can he, you know, wrestle Nick Nemeth for, or Moose, you know, for the TNA belt? Or, you know, 
Man, um, he was in it. He was the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion at All In after All In, the first one. We didn't care. That shit didn't count. <laughs> it's not, don't count. That's not, that's not a major promotion. Oh, that is, no is a regional belt. Yeah, this ain't 1988. Get the fuck out of here. Look, it, look, he goes back to AEW. It's even more crowded and competitive than when he was there the last time. And there's a new crop of guys that is like, hold on, you're going to try to push Cody over who at this look, point? Look, Mm-mm. Cody, Cody would look, the- he might be better off sticking where he's at and accepting nah, 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 his nah. fate. Because here's the thing, right? The way they dig out, they carve out time for a edge, um, for a sting. They will absolutely find that for Cody because Cody is absolutely like has proven himself to be at the top of the at the top of motion in, in the world. He has proven himself to be the top hero in actual draw. If he takes his ass to AEW, he will mean he will mean more to AEW uh, coming back at this point than he did even <clears> when he was at the beginning. That's how that's how important this run was for him in AEW. He in WWE he proved he proved something. Uh, the problem is how do they 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 put themselves to that particular quarter where he can never be the champion. And like the only way this works is all right, Cody. Last time you you did this and then you played this little hissy fit about like not wrestling any of the other main eventers uh, because you didn't want to put them over to get them in line for the world title because you never will be world champion. Now cut the shit. You're a main eventer. Russell other main eventers. I that's actually, that's go, the actual path would, towards this. He like if he I, comes back to I AW, think they would go they would go back on that stipulation in a heartbeat. I I don't I don't believe that. Uh, the only way you can do it, there's only certain ways you can do it, and only it would have to involve Chris Jericho and or MJF to be able to get mm-hmm. out of it. Because that's that's the ha- they got, he got screwed in that particular with those two, and it wouldn't happen. Those only way you can go back on it. If they want to do that, sure, but they have to actually put in the work to do it. But outside of that. They can't just put it on and be like, yeah, you know, he's back. He's here for three months. Give him the title. They can't do it like he's Osprey coming in Hold or some on. shit like that. I, I have I, I have people in the comments saying Cody wanted to be a gatekeeper. Cody doing that was stupid. Okay. I don't know if you guys were listeners of One Nation Radio at this time. This was not – this was a gimmick. Right. This is This was not real, like him not being able to challenge for the belt. He was never going to be the champion. That like, was his gimmick. Explain, explain like that. Hold on, you got to explain why. Why you had to explain like the 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 first four champion thing. Yeah. So they were always going to have the same four champions at the beginning: Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page. The marketing of Cody Rhodes, since he was never going to uh, win that belt, it was a gimmick to keep him away from it like it wasn't like because it, it because it explained because he had like how are you a main eventer why are you carrying yourself this way why are the fans reacting to you and you're never going after the title outside the first uh the first pay-per-view after tv that was ex- so they had explained it that or in, in cody's mind that's how he felt that explained it that way i don't think it wasn't cody- that like he legitimately couldn't be the champion and it was his idea like out of the kind of his of his heart that he would do that no that was his gimmick so the the double edged sword of that was yo, not only can he not be the champion, which I didn't care about because he wasn't going to be the champion for shoot anyway. It was you can't help anybody. You can't work with well, the people. He you could have. He didn't want to. Like you can't wrestle the champion. Like you can't even like lose to them. 
that's what this was. Right. This was politicking. Right. He he fucked himself. He outsmarted himself. So then he ends up becoming the you know the TNT champion three times over and everything. And then like at each each run is worse than the last one. And then people are turning on him because he doesn't want to turn heel when he should have been healed by that point in time. Because he had because he had, you know, he burnt through so much stuff as a babyface. And so he took his act at WWE, where people hadn't seen what he was already doing. And also, he's not he's not doing like flat out like you know Harley Race and um, Larry's. They never shit. let Brandy Rose appear on screen with him at all, James, except except when she was sitting in the crowd holding the child. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So um, one of the most unlikable people in pro wrestling history. Not by me, just how she's received. Okay, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you elaborate on that part. So yeah, man, it's just uh, he screwed himself up. He played all the wrong co- he played all the wrong tricks to try to get where he wanted to be, and it didn't work for for him. And then C- Big CM came, and it was, he he saw the writing on the table. Like, hey, bro, like the, the master of ceremonies of this show, like that's gonna be CM Punk now. I need to find a way to get out of here. And then he left and went to WWE, and they desperately needed a, a top baby face, and he he gave them everything you could have asked for, and they still fucked him over. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. Can't say any better than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. That's um, it's a lot, man. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is in a position of power. Amazing. Yeah. yeah uh, Bruce Haven saying Roman is a top baby face. Yeah, he's a top baby face, top hill. Like, the, the, the thing is, like, here's the story, right? People are asking, like, well, who's going to be the person that's going to def- gonna defeat Roman and all this stuff? And I've said this, you know, for over a year now. It's not about who defeats Roman. It's Roman is going to turn babyface before this title run is over with, and then he'll just get the, get the freshness thing up on the back end. Like if he loses the belt, it'll probably be to one of his relatives, and he'll win it back after they turn on him down the road and get it back, and then he'll have his ace run as a babyface. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go into uh some some questions. Okay. Um, because we came up here. Uh, Zekamaki says, "Can Stardom become the number one promotion in Japan with Okada leaving?" No. Sexism. Um. It. it the gap is too. Um, it's too outsized. It's like asking AEW to overtake. Um, overtake WWE. It's just too not. much. Hit. They don't even have TV. They don't have live TV in that way. Not on TVSI. Right or NTV or whatever uh, the uh, New Japan's on right now. They don't have live TV. They have they're on some select stations running their uh, recap show, the weekly half hour recap show. And I'll say this: if 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 Okada leaving is a tipping point for you with New Japan, like Stardom's under threat of retirements, exoduses at like all times, at any point, like this, at any point, this can be a different um, promotion inside of eighteen months at right. a given time. Right, like. Rich, like, uh, what's today? The 20... 23rd. Yeah. yeah. So today is, today is like the, is Stardom's 13th anniversary, which means Mayu's 13th anniversary. How much longer do you think she's going to do this? Um, Maybe I don't know. She seems, like she, a, she seems like a sicko. So, like, you know. That's, that's true. She's she, like, I, if she were there, I've, 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 I've been wary that she may retire like for about like three years at this point. Same for Tam. Like, you know, and that doesn't mean, and that doesn't include like, 
Shuri or Julia or Kamatani go to America or something like that. Like that's that's always at play, you know. Um, so it, it can it can happen anytime. Obviously, the money's really good, but it just happens in Joshi like that. Black Saber Jr. What's going on? He said, help everyone's doing well. Hope y'all enjoying the weather. The nice weather down there must be nice. Anywho, hold on, sir. It was 14 degrees this week uh, in, in Atlanta. So say that for James. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right now. Let me look at the weather right now. It is. I was miserable. God damn it. Right now. It keep in mind. It is four. I'm sorry. It is uh 10 42 at night. Here it is, uh, six six degrees. Ain't that bad? That's great. Forget it ain't yeah. bad. That's great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he says, "Do you believe Micah will still be the red belt champion by the time Stardom's USA show happens in April?" I'm going to say yes because the big show, the All Star Grand Queendom, is um, later in the month. So I'm gonna say yeah. I'm with James. Um, second one, which good hand mid Carter has a better chance of winning singles gold in their respective companies, Trent or Hazuki? Hazuki. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by singles gold? Do you mean like any singles gold? Yeah. Hazuki. Because one, she's already been, she's been a high speed champion before. You can easily put her in a main event, semi main or semi main event situation with a title uh, for a defense, all that kind of stuff. Like the thing is, like the answer really for both of them is neither. It's a tie, but like at least we will see. <laughs> but at least we will see Hazuki get title shots and singles title shots throughout the year. We'll see her get one or two. Um, you know, I think Trent's just even though they have like three mid card belts, yeah, it's just not. For, it's not for him. You know, and uh, I love and I love watching Trent. I love I love what he does as a as a, like him and Kazarian when they were you know when Kazarian was still around. It's like their that role is very unappreciated for uh for that. Like you want quality match with people that like people respect and know you can beat or whatever else and have losing percentage versus names whatever else. But you buy them in matches. Like that's a that is an important role on a roster. Like that is important for roster positioning to have those kind of people. Um. So yeah, it sucks that, but I, I really like Trent a lot. I really do, and like I honestly, like I wish they would make like a Trent Orange Cassidy tag team or whatever else, and let them try to, and let them get singles gold or whatever else. It doesn't seem like it's ever gonna happen for best friends of Chucky and Trent. I know, you know, um, Tunnel Talk ain't gonna hear that shit. I know that. I'm sorry, Trenting it, unless it's trios titles is never happening for Trent. I'm sorry for uh, for for. Um, for I almost called him Kingston. My God, for the Kentucky gentleman, never happened. <laughs> um, so kind of a weird question here. Uh, he said, "If Osprey's the first, the number one wrestler in the world, who's the fourth best?" The fourth? <sighs> okay, Omega Okada. You would throw Shingo or Danielson? Danielson or Shingo? Or do you want? Or, or you tell me who? Who do you think you're for? <sighs> Man, um, I would say Osprey, Kenny, Danielson. <sighs> that fourth one is kind of a lot. Hangman, Walter. I'll go Walter. How about that? 
okay, so for me, I'd go, I'd go Osprey, Okada, Omega, and those are the top three, and then the fourth one is either Danielson or Shingo for me. Yeah. Um, King Dom, Dom Homie says, "Where does oh, Ben?" Hold on, hold on, hold on. For, the, for we don't watch all Japan. Sorry, Kento Miyamoto oh, fans. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, I know sorry. I don't watch him. I've, I've only yeah. seen him wrestle like twice. Sorry. Look, and I love Katsuhiko Nakajima. The, the times I've seen him, but Same. you know I, I haven't watched enough of him. Um, Dom Homie uh, 101 says, "Where does Ben Simmons rank?" in all-time finessers. Uh, and is he in the running for this year's KG Muto Finesser of the Year Award? So, <laughs> I don't think oh. we ever voted anyone that wasn't in the realm of, bas- of uh, pro wrestling, so I don't think that'll Holy be it. Shit, that would be funny. Oh, I don't... Uh, I, but I, it's funny, like, I didn't even think about Ben Simmons until, like, in re- relation to this, but, like, yesterday I sent you a message uh, that was, like, you know, you talk about Hoodie Mellow, Untucked Kyrie, and I was like... What about new? Te- what about new team James Harden? And they may think like, forget, forget that. What about like off season workout Ben Simmons? Oh my God! Cell phone recording Ben Simmons. Found footage Ben Simmons. Unreal. Yeah. Yes. It, out here embarrassing Sir Sam, embarrassing Joe Saba. No national pride for that for that guy. <laughs> Australia's biggest disappointment. Yes. Um, he's an all-timer. Uh, I think he's only played like four games this year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. This guy is a he's a he's a man-made, self-made tragedy. Yep, this it's is all, his it's, fault. It's all in his head. So, you know, we were talking about this with uh, what made us bring up the Russ Walker thing the other day. Uh, Seth Rollins coming out. Yeah, to there it is. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So it, it, it does relate to wrestling, right? So on Twitter, when they showed that Seth was going to address his health or whatever else in the title picture and everything, they showed a picture of Seth and it showed one of his face. It showed one of his pictures when he holds the belt and he's making a wacky face. I was like, bro, he... Why would they? Why would they? Why would PR or whoever's running the Twitter machine for or X machine for for uh, WWE? Why would they run with this picture? Like he's a champion, he has to address his future. He's making a hoo ha 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 face. I'm like, oh come on, man, come on. So I just said that just like, as far as the picture, like, bro, it's it's kind of a serious, somewhat serious thing. I know it's a fake wrestling show, but still, like, someone's injured, the belt's in limbo. People care about the belt, blah blah blah. So not only did uh, they go further. Seth doubles down. He comes out there in a lime green suit, looking like a backup dancer in the in the Chris Brown Yeah Times Three video. YouTube it. There's a motherfucker in there with, a, with that same fucking suit, except it's shorts except, instead of long pants. I swear to you. So and he's white. Yes, and he's white. Anyway, um, so then he comes out in the ring and he and, he, and it makes it better. Like he has the knee brace outside of the suit, and I was like, man. See, so then he goes and he go, and I'm like, Rich, we can't take nothing serious these days. Rich was like, this man is this is an unserious person. This is an unserious individual. individual. And I was like, Rich, ain't even about him being unserious. Like when you come out here and you are dressed like this to to give answers on your health, even in kayfabe or whatever else, you know, like we can't take, even if you want to be serious, we can't take you serious because of how loud that goddamn suit is. You look like a goddamn clown. And 
And I didn't see when he first got there. I only saw pictures of it. And then I saw him come to the ring and he had those glasses on. I was like, oh, he was even he was even bigger. He was even more off the walls with it. So I believe I, I, I so believe Meat was, Mill once said, I think it was Meat Mill, use a clown ass nigga, put a wig on. Yes, yes, yes. So so it made me so it made me bring up the old West Barber story. So the uh the second Giants Patriots Super Bowl where um the Mario Manningham catch happened. Patriots going down the field to try to, you know, to try to keep hope alive to try to win the Super Bowl. Uh, their last their last chance. Brady hits Wes Walker uh, down the field and Wes Walker just drops it, right? Walker at the time had this big fucking mustache on his on his face and his normal was always fresh face. So after he drops it, Wes Walker, an adult, realizes I just, one of the most crucial moments of the game was my gaffe, my mistake, my error. So I'm going to have to answer this in the locker room or at the podium or whatever. And people are going to at, remember this all the time and see this. And it's going to be recorded in history because it's the biggest event of the year in sports in America. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to have to do before next time someone sees me after I walk up this fucking field is shave this stupid ass mustache. I don't want to be up here answering serious questions like a goddamn clown. Because even the motherfucker that made them foot jokes about uh, Rex Ryan realizes he has to be serious at some point. Not Seth Rollins. He goes out and dress like a clown. So I brought all this up to say Ben Simmons last year in the playoff games or two years ago in the playoff games when he sent that to side. No, it was two years ago because it was um, when Durant was still there. When he sent that to sidelines, when Durant and, and Curry are out there trying to, trying to carry this team. And he's out there with them loud ass suits on, not playing when he when everyone thinks he's gonna play and he doesn't play. This is shit we talking about. You are you are a clown trying to get attention when it's time to be serious. Man. So yeah, there you go. Um but yeah, Ben Simmons falls far as all time finessers, he's way up there. Way up and, there. And he's an embarrassment. Um flat out. <laughs> um He was an all star three three. Like just three years ago, he was absolutely an all star. He's not was was he? Is he even twenty eight yet? No. Yeah, I think he's like twenty six. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, maybe twenty seven. Regardless of the legitimacy of his back injury, no one believes his back injury. He has no credibility. Am I right? It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. People don't think he was. People think he doesn't want to play, and you know that. You know that also is like the reason why the six before they traded him when he you know showing up to the uh, that practice or that off season camp or preseason camp, and then he you know checked in and then said, "Oh, my back hurt." And they were like, "All right, we'll find you every fucking game or every single day." They don't. They they think he's full of shit, and it trans is now it's on another team, and I'm sure they. I'm sure his fan, his uh, teammates don't believe him either. Um, King Dom also he, he has blessed us with several uh, questions. Um, best and worst case for this year's All In main event. I'll say this: the worst case is a fucking rematch of <laughs> of Adam Cole versus MJF. That's the worst case scenario. Best case scenario is pretty much a combo of any of the other big matches that are floating around: Omega Danielson, Omega Okada. Swerve Hangman, Swerve Osprey, whoever like it, 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 all those work for me. Um, 
I'm going to say anything that involves MJF. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, you'd be like, what's the worst thing they could do? It'd be like, I mean, the worst benefit they could do is be like, you know, Sky Blue versus uh, versus (laughs) Julia Hart or some shit like that, right? Like, (laughs) the the long-form story of... powers explode. Yeah, like, the golf powers explode or some shit like that, right? So it's like, yeah. Like, as far as one that's a realistic one, like, I think anything that has MJF after, you know, what happened after All In for, for a lot of fans... I think it'd be like the least desirable thing is for him to be back in the main event there. Yeah, man. Um, said early all in car predictions. Uh, I honestly, it's kind of far away. Um, oh, sorry. Best case scenario for me for uh, the main event of all in. I don't know. Like some like. Osprey Omega three. Osprey Omega three. Osprey Danielson. Something yeah. like that. Hangman Osprey. Some shit like that. Um, early and all in early all in car predictions. Like I said, it is, it is very early. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not too sure on that one. I mean, how many pay-per-views do we have before then? <laughs> At least like three. <laughs> like, okay. So just to make sure they're not, we, at least to our knowledge, we, they haven't added any paper. AEW hasn't added any pay-per-views in front half of the year. It's only the back half, right? So far. No, it's only yeah. All in, in the world's end, right? Yeah, so we got Revolution, uh, Double or Nothing, right. Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. And all I in, all out. Else. Yep. Uh, full Gear. Wrestle Dream. Oh, I forgot Wrestle Dream. Yeah, yeah. Same yep. tenure. So it's like, maybe they're adding more and, and we're unaware of them. But like the part where like all of the pay-per-views that they added were in the back half of the year. It's kind of strange. Not strange, but it just it's just like it, it doesn't help the year long flow of the year where like it feels like the traditional first half of AEW year and then all of a sudden it's gonna be like some slapdash shit in the second half or it's gonna be, you know, more things stretched out because like that that, you know, all in, all out, you know, two pay per views in, in eight days thing is like I I know it works. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do it, it work. again too. Yeah. Are they gonna, but are they gonna still be keep doing it until it doesn't work anymore? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You know. And then uh, they'll be holding it, off to catch shit like to catch an Omega off of Wembley, so they can put Wembley. They can put those two in a six man. Like it's it's road to all out. We're gonna go terrorism to the big building to do a road to to the smart pits. Terrorism. <laughs> uh, um. Early Forbidden Door three card predictions. Is there gonna be a Forbidden Door three? Yeah, there's gonna be a Forbidden Door three. Why? Should, um, why? why? Is, you this, know, is this gonna be? Is this gonna be like the? Hold on, hold on, Rich. Are they? Are they gonna do it like? Are they gonna do it like? In or uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is like the alliance. Whereas, like, we got signed wrestlers, we got signed wrestlers from AEW that they gonna turn their back time in New Japan, so they'll just go back like a terror cell because they've been double H the whole time. Like, they gonna NWO up the uh, the uh, uh, freaking uh, New Japan so they can make these cars make sense. Because, like, bro, who what's the what's the fourth uh, singles match you want to uh, on Forbidden Door between New Japan and uh. In Ooh. AEW, the fourth one, because like because I feel, I, I cause I feel like for, there's gonna be I got a match for Saber, I got a match for Shingo, I got a match for Naito. Like if hope they don't seem to want Hiromu to give and Darby, Hiromu, Hiromu Darby, I, that, that's the junior match I want the most out of uh this Forbidden Door thing. We ain't got it yet, so it's like 
all right, what do you, unless you, unless you're going to put a Romo in a singles match, what you got? You going to bring out Tai Chi? No, Jack Perry? Sonata, evil? Whose Finley? side is Jack Perry on? Sonata? Yeah, man. Jesus. They gonna, um, they gonna, but they gonna... I don't know. I, I, I think there's, I think there's going to be some multi-man match. Um, on there like some you know like a four way or something like that. Um, I think Suji's gonna get gonna get the nod. Um, uh, to to be in some type of big thing. So somebody's gonna get something that like a year ago you'd been like, huh? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, and that, there's nothing wrong with that because these guys are clearly talented enough to to hold that spot. It's just the the idea of of you know. The G1 Supercar, the idea of Forbidden Door was like, these are separate things. And like, at this point, you know, there's been, there's been a plundering. <laughs> there's been a plundering. So it ain't so much, you know, these dream matches, like, bitch, all the dream matches are in AEW at this point. Yeah, you know, oh. I, you know, I want to see Okada versus Hangman. Well, that that I'm sure that'll happen sometime in the next eighteen months on AEW television. AEW Dynamite, bitch. Have you thought about the C two this year? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I thought about it when um when you know the idea of like, all right, well, Kyle can do this tournament instead of like you know having to wrestle two of those matches a week. He can recover and only have to wrestle one of those a week. That's what I, that was one of my thoughts. Uh, I think I mentioned that on the, on the uh, Mercy show we did about Okada. Um, on, was that Thursday? Yeah, it was Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so with Dwayne back in the field, will Cody finish his story in 2026? <laughs> that, that one was rhetorical, I think. That's not what I'm forecasting. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm forecasting tons of rain. <laughs> uh, thoughts on the Miami Heat retiring. Udonis Haslam's number 40. Am I going or are you going? Look, man, I'll go. All right. I don't give a fuck about Udonis Haslam. Yo, <laughs> this, this man was a player coach and all that. And that's nice. They want to immortalize him and all that shit. But we know the truth. They gave that man that, that back in many years job because he gave that money back so they could sign fucking LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. Yep. And also, there was also either... At the same time, or after that, he took the like, pay cut. Because like this like, ain't aspir- there was a this ain't aspirational. The, there was a Nuggets deal on the on the uh, on the on the table that he that was big money that he actually turned down at some point in his career. Like this ain't aspirational. Like, I- um, all right. So I know it's funny because it's the latest one, but the way okay. The NBA is different from, from uh, the NFL where, like, you have a ring of honor for your team and you have put in, like, you know, some of your all-decade players that you remember, right? Like, uh, if you're a Tampa Buccaneer, right, so the number the name will come to mind would be, like, Mike Allstott, right? Or if you're a, Bron- mm-hmm. or if you're a uh, Broncos fan, you'll think of someone like a um, DJ Williams, some something like that, right? So... Because, but they don't they don't give numbers out and retire numbers that often NFL because like there's so many players that you, you end up having you know shitty numbers left. But with basketball, you know pretty much any number one through or at this point double zero through forty five is is a number that's okay looking. Um, 
So, or 35, honestly, for basketball. So, um, unless you're the Celtics where you've retired every single body number. Oh, yeah. But outside of Celtics, with their weird thing, like, all these, all these sm- smaller places, they retire numbers for people that had these feel good moments that were like, you know, core members of uh, championship runs or, you know, dynasties, pseudo dynasties, whatever else. So, like, for Miami, for them to have only retired at this point, um, Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway, uh, Jordan because of the, because of Riley's reverence for Michael Jordan, Wade, Shaq, Chris Bosh, and it'll be LeBron eventually, and then Alonzo Mourning. Did you I mention him? I thought I mentioned Alonzo first. Oh okay. yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, these are all people that, like you know the franchise started in the nineties. You got Alonzo, and you got Tim Hardaway to represent that nineties two thousands era. You got then you got the Heatles, LeBron eventually get there. You got Shaq for the one run, and you got Jordan. That's kind of it. So, if you want to add in, like for example, like the Spurs, they retired the number twelve of Bruce Bowen. Bruce mm-hmm. Bowen was the worst basketball player that Udonis has, <laughs> right? Like, it's absurd that Bruce Bowen. You sure about that? Because he yeah. was an all league defender at least. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure on that. Udonis Haslam was not. <laughs> he was not a rebounder. He was not a. Uh, he was a glue guy. Yeah, you know? but here's here, here's what it comes down to: would it, would Bruce Bowen ever got more than max more than a mid level exception? No. Uh, I don't know. Just based on how the league, like back then, how they were paying people, I don't think uh, if it was rich, today, rich, rich, rich. he would have got paid nowadays. Rich, rich. We we want to pretend like they're in different eras. They played together in the same league. <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> nah. No, like the the salary structure that that Bruce Bowen was playing under after the t- like. Bruce Bowen was not playing after 2016 when all this TV money yeah, is going yeah, to rich, make these contracts ridiculous. Right, right, but Dwayne Wade, but I'm sorry, but he won a title in the 06 Heat. Like, I'm what I'm saying is this, Rich. Like, I'm not accounting for what the number looks like. I'm talking about, like, the percentage of the cap. That's mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about what the number is. Obviously, the numbers are a little out of whack, but I'm saying, like, percentage okay, Somebody would have paid, like, the, the equivalent of Bruce Bowen nowadays would have gotten paid, like, relative to what or – more than like what Bruce Bowen of his time got just because of specialists and three pointers and the value on that. Like we see Duncan Robinson get paid like $90 million or something like that. Like Bruce Bowen could make threes and he was a, you know, I'm all, all to, league defender. I'm going to say maybe because um, you're getting the part where like in this day, this day's era, he got to spend it a lot more. For doing all, for for all the shit he did on putting his foot under people's ankles, Vince Carter, T Mac, uh, Ray Allen, and doing all that dirty shit or whatever else, he'd been throwing like so many games doing that stupid shit that he uh, that he got away with back then because we let people like be goons on that kind of shit now. So mm-hmm. yeah, like it's a trade off. Um, so like in theory, but if you but if you're talking about the theory the thing of, like what his game is, like well his game is he's a dirty player to injure people. That shit's not looked upon in the league. Like shout out to Draymond, right? I just came off suspension, but uh, yeah, like it's it's um, you gotta throw that into the equation where we're like, oh, well, this thing's gonna get suspended all the goddamn time. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, either way, we're talking about two unremarkable NBA careers that happen to be uh, <laughs> champions, right? And I and don't get me wrong, like, I like Udonis and everything, even if you, even if you go to Florida. So like, yeah, it's just he's somebody that is not 
and you think of a retirement NBA jersey or, or NBA jersey retirement, he does not. His career does not uh, define someone that typically gets their jersey retired from from any franchise. No, yeah. that is happening out of kindness of the, out of the organization's heart in the community. Charity. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Question from Bruce: uh, What is one thing Rich and James will never see eye to eye on wrestling related? Hmm. Maybe technical wrestling, probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was thinking Tim Thatcher. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm never trying to watch no Tim like, Thatcher. Like, I, how do I say this? You don't actually dislike map wrestling. That's a gimmick that you have going on. Like the RPW thing is a gimmick. Like you, like you watched the, you watched the Zack Sabre Jr. Danielson match the same way that we did, and we're like, yeah, that's a great fucking match, right? Like the thing is, like for me. A lot of my favorite wrestlers, like, in some of my favorite matches they do, like, have some of that in it. And, like, I grew up watching, like, the Cruiserweights, and, like, they start out, like, with that, and then they exploit, expand into the craziness, as opposed to, like, oh, two minutes in, let's do a tope on Hero. Like, I, so, like, for me, like, I, that for me, it's like, I'm, I'm give or take with all that kind of stuff, and I kind of like the idea of, like, we start with the idea that this actually is, like, something involving technical skill and then like the fireworks the laser light show goes off you're just like hey man straight off the rip top like you want Kushida versus uh Hiromu that's what What we waiting for you know yeah yeah Yeah. so I think so I think that's kind of with me and it's like technical wrestling is not like people overstate technical wrestling is like to mean like oh we're just chain and mat wrestling like technical wrestling is like showing you're proficient in in movement in coordination in skill and tactic like that's the reason why, like, the Danielson shit works so much better than, like, a lot of other people that are, like, the, you know, do the whole porn. Because it's, like, you're not yeah. actually, like, trying to get the emotion of the swings and ebbs and flows of, of like... Like, don't nobody lose to none of that shit. Or, like, it don't even look like it, like, devastates people. It's just, you know, motherfuckers be rolling around. Like, it, it, for me, it's similar right. to, like, when niggas be when watching UFC and it's like, get up off the mat. Fight. Like that's that's like where you know they y'all rolling around, y'all hugging on the mat. That's that that's what I like look at that as. I mean, some of that stuff because obviously, like a lot of that stuff looks like the general rest hole stuff. I get what you're saying, but like for me, when I'm when I like good, the good technical wrestling, I like is like people are tactically trying to get advantage over somebody, and then all of a sudden someone gets caught in some shit. Like, but stuff Danielson does is like like a, a lot of stuff early uh, saber. I now enjoy because it felt just like I, here's a hole, here's another hole, here's another, like it's an exp- it's like an exposition. It's an ex- exhibition of showing you all the things I can do that's not actually going to beat anybody, which is like what your point is. Like, that's the reason why I didn't like Saber first. And then, like, he's modifying I'm better at this kind of stuff as far as showing, like, getting it fit into style and pacing, as opposed to, like, playing defense against the actual dynamics of what's happening in the match. King Dom, he says, well, we see another wrestling show take Raw's place on television. Um, I don't think so. I don't think WWE is going to create another show. Um, they're if they're not on Monday nights, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like the Netflix assigns them a different day, and that hole is just there. Could TNA be like, yo, we're gonna like play on that tradition and be like, yeah, we're gonna do that? They could, I could see them doing that, yeah, sure. uh, but I don't think Tony Khan's gonna do that because obviously Monday Night Football and. They're not going to do that. I saw a lot of people suggesting to move Collision to um, uh, Mondays, and I was like, 
the only reason you're suggesting this is because you like that collision already reminded you of Monday nights anyway. In the I, first, I mean, CM Punk uh, is in, in, in the first around Punk anymore, so, so that ain't even that's not even a thing anymore. No, that's 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 the only thing. Yeah. Um, King Dom, does anybody believe the so-called reports of Okada to NXT? I'm glad you brought this up. Monthly Purezu is not a news source. This is like a fan blog and like I saw people just picking this up celebrating motherfuckers that like should know better I'm like alright man y'all gotta like do better man like just just wait that's all we gotta do all we gotta do is wait like SRS will have this shit Dave will have this shit or the company will announce this shit yep. or fucking Zarian will give it to us somehow Yep, yep. That, You're right. if it's not them or Super J cast, or like me <laughs> at times. If it's not if it's not those people, just wait. Uh, uh, King Don said, "What is the lasting legacy of Okada in New Japan pro wrestling? Favorite matches, moments, and rivalries? We kind of did that um, on that forty-five minute show." But for me, he's a, he's the greatest champion. Like that that reign is like comparable with the Kenny Kobashi title reign. Um, and he, he, you know, it was like there was Hiroshi Tanahashi, then there was Kazushiko Okada who revived New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's that's what it is. Yeah, uh, for me, he's the greatest pro wrestling champion I've ever seen. Um, the 2016 to 17 or their 2016 through 18 run was just unbelievable. So, um, and uh, favorite matches and stuff like, you know, the, the Okada Omega 1 and 4 are the two best pro wrestling matches I've ever seen. Um, and that's the same reign. The The Shibata match is also like in the same reign. That's an all time match for me, too. Also, it's also like for a lot of people, they, they have it even higher because of like the tragic nature of like what happened to Shibata. Uh, in the match in his career, um, but yeah, like I, I just think best champion I've ever seen, and like he, he's my favorite New Japan wrestler ever. So, yeah. Uh, how long until Netflix looks to get out the WWE deal? I think they're going to opt out after the fifth year because oh yeah, this is too it's Netflix. Too like Netflix is stable, but like there's a lot of um. There is a lot of trouble around like them having to raise their prices. A lot of like uh, uns- instability there. Yeah. Actually, you yeah. know, they're always raising prices. They're canceling shows constantly. Streaming is completely a black hole of unknown of how that shit's gonna go. Yep. So like, I cannot see them making it to that ten year contract, or even like they also have the option after five years to extend for 10 more years right. to where it could be up to like 2045 or some shit. But I don't think it's going to get that far. Yeah. I think they opt out. Um, not even like, not even to say that like WWE is going to underperform, but like they might opt out just to get out of not having to pay another five. Cause as you mentioned, like the uncertainty of what a half decade from now is going to look like as far as TV and streaming and Netflix and, you know, them always wanting to cut costs. And cut hey, shows. And you, Good shows. And, and you can, shows that people and you can, watch. 
and, and you can play like recent history, like of the masters of WWE, like they have, you know, whatever the reason is, they have jumped out of these deals early. So yeah. like whether it's the underperformance on Fox, but this one, I think, as you mentioned, it wouldn't necessarily have to do with WWE, but I don't see how WWE like because there's like a whole thing with uh, the ad version and all that. Like they have to drive them to us. Like, how does WWE be like, all right, we were responsible for this. I Maybe we'll get the answers on that. Maybe we won't, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Rambones. What's up, Rambones? He says, what do you think is a realistic ceiling on Okada in a televised American promotion? Is he a top guy based on his work rate, look, and physical charisma, or will the lack of fluent English keep him as an upper car, upper mid-card attraction? And where do you think Okada lands? Well, I think that also, I think this answer depends on where he ends up. Because if he's in AEW, he will be an AEW world champion. Unquestionably. It'll happen, it'll happen in, within 18 months. Um, now, if he goes to WWE, I think the ceiling is still there for him to be, uh, you know, he can win the fake belt. That's what I'm saying. Like worst case scenario, I think, the, I think the floor is he ends up with that belt that Seth has. That's, that's the floor. Um, so like, you know, these are not bad options he's choosing from like, where it's like some doom and gloom situation, like outside of the idea of like. Okada is no longer like one of the 10 best wrestlers as far as in-ring performance year in, year out, like clockwork that we've seen, you know, um, this almost decade at this point. Like outside of that, as far as presentation and kayfabe and where he'll be presented and how he'll be looked at and how fans see him in either promotion, he will be a main eventer anywhere he goes. Uh, but you know, the idea that like, will he be the, you know, will he be the final boss of the wrestling universe uh, in WWE? I have my doubts on that one. He's not the top guy in either promotion. Like, it's just not going to go that way. Yeah, And that, and that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm think I'm pretty sure he goes in there knowing that, like, yeah, I'm not going to be more over them. I'm not going to be a bigger star than John Moxley or Chris Jericho or Kenny Omega. Um, Maybe even Dan should be champion. That'll definitely happen. Keem, tough question from Keem. Name the 12 you want this year for this year's C2. Man. Okay, so the dream scenario or the realistic scenario where they're going to put in like mid Carters to have good Fuck it. Let's do the the dream scenario. Why not? All right. Um, Okada, Omega, uh, we get Danielson to not retire. (laughs) That's three. All right. Paige, Moxley. Yep, that's five. Uh, okay, Takeshita. Six. Phoenix. Seven. Uh, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Swerve. Yep, Swerve. Did um, you say Osprey already? No, I did not say Osprey. That's nine. That's nine. So three more. Yep. Uh, how do you feel about Orange Cassidy? Sure. Okay. Um. Is Eddie Kingston? Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, if he's going to be healthy, sure. Darby Allen. That would be fun. Um, and Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie Kingston in the defendant. Yeah, that's twelve. I think that's twelve. That's twelve. That's not. If that's not, not necessarily. So- I don't know. I don't know. If that's necessarily, in my, my opinion, like the twelve best wrestlers in in AEW. But like, that's good. That's damn close enough. Yeah, man. <laughs> Woo! 
I gotta say, that'd be funny because like if that if that lineup happens, like Eddie Kingston gonna be out there going from from winning the damn thing to going out there with a with a with what six points and out the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a different year. It's a whole different year. Like, Look, this, man like a, this, this man aged like a dog. <laughs> we didn't even mention like Bandito, you know, right. people like that. Like Roosh, that's another good one. Yeah. yeah man. Um, we look. Pinto didn't even get discussed. We brought mission to the brother. Pinto yeah, didn't get discussed. Uh, he also says, "Do you think it's time for Starlight Kid to ascend to the next level already for one of the top belts, and not just as a one-off like her match with Sayori, uh, but as a consistent mainstay in the top scene?" Yes. Yeah, we've been absolutely. Saying this, we've been what saying are we this, waiting for? Yeah, we've been saying this like 2021, 2022. Like after after Azumi and Starlight Kid have uh, that first high-speed match that went the fuck off, and it was when you know one of the matches, of the, best matches of the year in 2022, and then they did it again. Last year, and then you see the matches that this uh, Starlight Kid has with Julia, like, and you see the amount of mercy sales, even while being in the Hill faction. The, the the you know, it's like, all right, what else does she need to prove? Like, we know she can wrestle a main event style. We know she can wrestle a heated uh uh rivalry type of uh thing. We know she has this huge storyline with uh with Mayu. We know she's, she knows she has these ties with Tam Nakano and Julia because of uh, the groundwork has been laid over the years. There's, there's like the idea that like Syria, uh that Otto can come in and be the and Mariah can come in and be the uh, the, the white belt champions, but not Kid is like the only explanation is there's something planned and guaranteed for her down the line, or like it's flat out like we are just a we. You signed with us, and or you came into the company in 2015, and we're never pushing you because you're old. But if you came in, you're as yourself today. You'd be the top star in the company. Like that's, it, you know, what I'm saying like it's just, it's one of those. It's like all right, so just like Hazuki Kid, uh, Azumi, like it's never happening. For, Momo is never happening for you, even though if like you were on the outside and you heard the same person with the same set of skills, we will push you to the moon because, like. If you tell me for a Joshi promotion, like who who would rather push, Suzuki or Starlight Kid? I'm taking Starlight Kid. I think Suzu's a better worker than Kid, but Starlight Kid is better at at aside from the ass kicking part. So you know, you know, it's one of those. Like she'll be the champion eventually, or we'll have to look look back and be like, what the fuck was uh, Rossi doing over these past five years? Yeah, I. I would be shocked if she didn't get some type of elevation to come soon because it's like, yo, like it's time, man. Like they went through the teenage years. She's they tw- went she, through. She, she turns 23 this year. Yeah. Like she's like, it, it, it's been fucking time. This is like asking if Sasha Banks should be getting pushed in like 2015. It's like, yes, motherfucker. Like, like what are we waiting for? Who's in her way? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like right. that, and I, like I've been I've been I've been racking my brain on like what some of the explanations for like why this is like is this like a is this like a you know is this a size thing where it's like Starlight Kid Azumi and Natsupoy like especially Natsupoy and the junior Starlight heavyweights Kid. yeah are are they, are they treated as juniors like they're too small like you're, if you're five foot flat or you're four eleven you are d- therefore deemed too small to be you know the champion like and the cutoff line is basically like Eo and Tam and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And there might be something to that because, like, I don't, you know, they small. 
I mean, no, no disrespect. Like they fight like they scrap like dogs, especially Poi. But like maybe oh, someone got to like, get on the gas. Get on the gas. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a gas. Because look, also started kid. Also, when it comes to it, like she has filled out an upper body. Like she got, you got big arms, all that kind of shit. Now, like she just it's just a height thing. I think. It, I think a part of it. I think it's a part of the height thing. I think it's a lot of it is, uh You know, we've had this toy in the shelf, or or we've had this toy. Like in the treasure chest for forever, I've lost you know I've lost some of the you know initial like infatuation with it, um, and like I think it's some I think it's a bunch of different factors, but it's like the you know it is what it is as far as her star power and the level that she delivers when she's asked to deliver at, at uh, when the bell rings at at you know some main event or, or main event level like it proves it a pudding she should have already been at this level, right? So that's that's what it is for me is like her Poi Azumi they all should have been. And Hazuki, they all should have been in this mix at some point, and they fell out of favor for whatever reason. And obviously, it'll be a different combination why it hasn't worked for them at some point. But like at a certain point, like Starlight Kid has to break through. Otherwise, what's the, what are we even doing? Right. Um, if MJF returned to take on this is from Rot. He says, uh, if MJF returned to take on Undisputed Kingdom and Blood and Gut six months from now, who would you make his teammates? MJF. Yeah, that's tough because MJF has no friends. Right. Um, Maybe he can ask the rest of the pillars for help. That's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. Fuck. I don't want to. God, I hate that. (laughs) That's that's what's going to happen. I don't want Darby helping that man ever. Like in fact, like yeah, I'll help you. Like I want all to be like, yeah, we'll help you. We'll be in there, and then they all get in that cage. They all whoop his, and, his and, back ass. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like they they let MJF goes in first, and all of a sudden Sammy gets in and puts the and put the stomps to his ass. Then <laughs> then, then Jungle Boy gets in, and he and he proceeds to put the stomps to MJF ass. Then Darby gets in, and he beats that man ass with that skateboard. Yes, I I know within an inch of his life. Yes, surrender. Love it. And man, I getting his ass. Man, I his ass. Whoop seven on one. Look, getting whooped like Hulk Hogan in the in the uh, Black History uh, Royal Rumble uh, meme that always. Oh goes my around. god! Yes, yeah. Just getting destroyed. Warlords just power bombing him over and over and oh over from god. ring to ring. I about that part. Yes. Oh. Uh, Brandon Vincandia, if Seth Rollins went to AEW, where would he rank on the upper mid card to main event depth chart? As far as being presented as a as a upper mid card, there are so many people I would push in front of Seth Rollins. I'm, I'm not getting to that with you, Rich. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. However, he's with the other company. You see what they're doing with Edge. Like he would, he would get a shot. He would. They would carve out time for him to try to treat him as someone special. He's in the first three six months, obviously. So like they would treat him as they would push him as a main eventer. I just think that like over time, like after eighteen months, he'd be like the tippy top, either the bottom of the main event pile or the top of the mid card pile. He'd be on every pay per view, but like he'd be like the TNT champion. I don't think he'd ever be the AEW World Champion. No. I would think I will. I think I would call for the company to close if they did that. Um T. Jones says wait, over wait. and under. Wait, wait, the champion if he was a TNT champion? Oh, no, if he was a world champion. Oh, oh yeah, okay. 
I mean, I'm not calling oh. for the champ. Uh, look, he do better than he do better than MJF Tanner. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Oh bullshit! That, look, you know, I don't know because like, <laughs> look, that man's had that belt, bro. Have do we remember a match that he's had with this shit yet? Like, does he have like we a, can't a do signature that we, match we can, with this belt? Rich, we can't do that with him because we don't watch. <laughs> That's not fair. I'm saying Gunther got him. <laughs> Look, and they don't even let Gunther on pay per view. Uh, they right, they don't do let this. him on pay. What? They don't let him on pay per view because they're afraid of him outshining Seth Rollins. Rich, they. We're in a situation where I just went on a rant about Seth Rollins, uh, what, like a half hour ago, because that man got injured in a match with Jinder Mahal. We are not, we are not doing these things in like a normal, like a normal competently ran uh, program or uh, professional wrestling company. So, like, I get what you're saying, but it's like oh, I, I don't I think forgot. that he would be out here uh, spinning defenses against Jinder Mahal of AEW. I just don't think I, that would happen. I, I forgot about that. Triple H, you should be bringing your ass out here to get lit on fire. For for coming out here and setting up this Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal match and having that shit be anything more than a squash just because uh, of the uh, shit that was created on Twitter led to this man getting hurt and possibly fucking up a, a fake main event for WrestleMania and giving a guy a fucking uh, torn meniscus. This is AEW. People want Tony Khan thrown in a pool of fire if this happened. You know, it's also like interesting let's think about it like the last time Seth was put into a mini feud with somebody before he goes to his actual match like that I can recall that was already set up for Wrestlemania was like when he Joe fucked up his knee going to Wrestlemania 33 like mm-hmm. he just has bad looks of, of like wrestling these guys that like aren't really wrestling so he can't wrestle them so he has to wrestle someone else he's been Seth's gotten some bad luck man obviously we know look. like that man's about to risk the rest of his knee for that fake uh, WrestleMania main event. God bless him. Hey, he like it over there. That's on him. Has he resigned yet? Have we heard if he resigned yet? He has not, and I I need that to uh, hurry up and yeah, get yeah. done. As I said at the time when it came out that he was uh you know approaching free agency uh, potentially is like I don't I don't I don't want to see him anywhere else but WWE, brother. Or In- take it to TNA. I don't you know. <laughs> Go go fight Nick Nemeth, you know. Why we giving why we giving TNA and Nemeth so much shit? We, we never talk about them until just a particular week. We just giving this throwing these jabs at um, like, yeah, take it over there. Good lord. Uh Will Ospreay and Josh Alexander too was fucking phenomenal. Uh it was it, like they tried YouTube, to do like up for free. It's yeah. like they tried to do uh uh Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles tribute match damn oh, wow. near. Uh, it it ruled. Okay. Um, <laughs> Did you rate um, it? Uh, I would say it's four and a half easy. Okay. I mean, that's uh, nice aspect out of those two. Yeah. T Jones says over and under on Sheamus or new in news or Noah. So I don't know what this question exactly means. Mm. I would like to see him in either one. Look. And I think he would be fire in either one. And I might lean towards Noah actually. Look, I, I would like to see him vers- in there versus like Go or or Kano. I, I would, I really would. Masa like, Kitamiya. I mean, especially if, like, if, look, if Nakajima was still around, good lord. Look, Masa Kitamiya and Sheamus would be beat the fucking hell out of each That's other. <laughs> I didn't watch the Ishii match. How was it? 
it was great. Okay. <laughs> it, look, hold on. Where's the notebook? <laughs> it's in this motherfucker right here. It, it lives uh, for the rest of eternity right here. It lives for eternity in my journal. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah. Why am I not thinking of the Alicia Keys? I'll keep your secrets in the pages of oh my, my diary God. now all of a sudden. Rich, I heard writing them secret notes in his book. Yep. <laughs> right, writing it in the book. Shout out to him. Shout out to you, Rich. Um, yeah, so we had um dynamite this week and brother. Um feeling restored. I, I, I think I'm ready to like go on record now and say with the return of the AEW rankings, and uh that was a pleasant announcement. And man, I've been I've been hurting people on Twitter uh, the past couple. You know, I've been having some fun with them, just like. Yes, I see you. I see you. Flew, uh, now I've gone with my working theory that I that I you know propagated about you know CM Punk came back because he was broke. And the, why, and the reason why I believe he's broke is John Mice told told me he was broke. <laughs> and then and then you look at how he's, and, then, and then you look how he's behaved how he's behaved ever since John Moxley said that it's like this is broke behavior. This These is are the like actions it. of a brokey. I mean, look, CM Punk while being broke got more money than me, but nonetheless, based off it, based off of his lifestyle, he's broke, or he yeah. has been broke. And um, look, yeah. and I understand. Look, them bills still coming in. You yeah. know, them shit ain't going nowhere. They gotta got to get paid. Rich people got mortgages like everyone else too. But um, you know, these are the actions of a man who have made made a bad deal or two in his lifetime. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. Return of the rankings. First, let's start there. Love it. Um, there's no dark in elevation now to do the stat padding. And I think it's I, I had a tweet go wrestling Twitter viral, I would say, um, that plainly said, niggas will do jobs. It's great. And um, I thought it was, you know, I, I got so many responses to that with Miro's entrance theme, his Titan Tron, his picture. Uh, I saw full debates breaking out about it, like on the side that somehow I was still tagged in. Uh, Did you actually respond to any of the stuff? No. Okay. <laughs> because, like, the, I want to say a few weeks ago, like, after the Danielson and Claudio match, how I was like, it's amazing how, like, two people that are, like, in faction members can, like, wrestle a match. And like not have to him and haw emotionally every five minutes, and it was fucking awesome. I was like, "This is a great new concept, or this is a great new development for professional wrestling." And then she got like six hundred likes, and like uh-huh. people were in there like arguing about uh, about different things. And I was like, I think I, I responded one person. I was like, "Bro, this is this is a dig up to all the main event. This is it." And I didn't. I, that's the only thing I said. Everybody else is out here typing in. Well, I like this. I like it. The other way, and I know people are like, well, that way sucks, or that way is not as good as this way. And I was like, y'all got it, y'all got it, yeah, y'all gotta have it. Yep. But um, the rankings, I, I think the cool thing about the rankings coming back is it when the hottest period of this company, the rankings were a factor. They were a great storytelling device. They were there to be argued about. James, can you name me a single poll that's ever come out in the history of polls in college, basketball, football, boxing, UFC, that had 100% approval across the board? 
not a one. And like that is a part of the of polls as a part of lists. Like when Rolling Stone comes out there and in and gives you their you know five hundred greatest albums of all time or their hundred greatest like rap albums of all time list or whatever else. It is like for engagement. It is for clicks. Like they are trying. I believe in my heart, like these people are trying to tabulate and cut and uh, put together the best list they possibly can. But they are aware that like this list are full of, of whatever the panel or committee is going to be full of biases or whatever else, and it's going to come into play in an outcome, and people are going to be pissed when they look at one one thing being below the other. That's how it always works. Um, so with the rankings, like for me in particular, as a Florida State football fan, uh, the rankings kind of matter, don't they? So uh, yeah, man, like I'm glad it's back. Um, now I don't want it to be like last time when it was like, uh, the top five also included like the TNT title. I think at this point it just be the AEW world title and they can figure out whatever else with the, the other one. If they want, or they want to go bring it back to include TNT title, fine, whatever. But like the, the thing that I like is what you mentioned. There is no, uh, darks. There are no darks to stat pad anymore. Everything will be seen on television. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm also going to assume at some point they'll also include ring of honor in this, but for the most part, it's going to be people that you see pick up these wins and losses on Saturdays and Friday nights and Saturdays on Turner. So I, I'm, I'm for it as opposed to how the fuck did this person get, I would say at the time when they were doing the stat pass, like, these are just basically like blowouts versus unranked teams. Mm-hmm. Like show me your ranked wins. These tech games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they need to drop like like they need to just be like they need to like bring another element to it. Like there needs to be like every week there needs to be a computer for this shit that automatically updates. There needs to be like its own kind of BCS system or some shit like that. Like and and it doesn't and it just needs to exist just as its own thing. Like it doesn't need to be strictly adhered to like as far as like the one isn't wrestling the two this is bullshit it's like people just don't understand these things it's a fighting fed and it's a fake fighting fed but it's based off the realism of there are pound for pound or sorry there are division rankings for these for these boxing belts or whatever else and one don't always get the title shot Mm -hmm. sometimes it's three sometimes it's two sometimes it's four most times someone top three but the idea of you do that or whatever else, and, like, you tell the story of, like, alright, you rise up the rankings, you see people building momentum, like, in a way that you already can tell, like, a swerve in a in a hangman page were, like, headed towards the title you want out in the rankings. Like, you watch the show, and, like, the thing is to help inform you, it's it's, it's a extra piece of storytelling to let you know, like, what's what's over the, what's coming around in the corner in a month or so. So, I, I, I enjoy it, if you do it well. And for me, um, People got to not be marks too, like to be like, you know, and that goes to the people backstage. Be like, oh, you know, my record says this, like, bro, it's gonna, it's gonna like curb a lot of the apprehension to doing jobs, like because this thing doesn't work if you don't do jobs. Like the promotion doesn't work, so like it, it adds stakes for every match. Every match matters. There's not right. just like, oh, this is on the show, it's happening, whatever. Right. Like it seems like okay, right. somebody's trying to get in position somewhere. Like right, and also like depending on if this is for just a W World title in the men's division, or if this is for you know uh, the international title, the Triple Crown, um, whatever. Like if this is for multiple things, you can solve set pass for multiple people 
like in the run up to TV mat TV defenses and whatever else. Like there'll still be eliminator matches, of course. Um, but like this is it just makes champions choice. If people would love to talk about like, like you know the idea that one person it, that these people are fake, these are actors that are portraying fighters, and their job is that they are paid fighters. Like the idea that people say, like, what is what are the stakes, whatever. Well, the stakes is like if you win here, it adds towards this goal of adds towards the the goal that the man or the woman has towards getting to where the, whatever belt they want or destination, whatever matching McGuffin they want. So this adds to it. So people that talk about the stakes and things, and this is a random match. It, it's harder for you to say that today, right? Um, so in. I think there's a there's an opportunity to to take what did work about the rankings, throw out what didn't, and like come back in a new way to like make it more fun, make it more um, as as a real story story line device, and also like have fun on it with with social media on it. Like I saw they already started that. Like who's gonna be number one? Like people they're they're trying to like, and they had like a picture of like four guys uh, on there. It was like Hey Man Swerve and like two other people. Uh, I think maybe Moxley and Danielson, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's gonna be and they were like, and they were like, "Who's gonna be number one?" And then it's like, "All right, like on, that's on the, on the first easy one, it should be swerved. conversation. It's easy conversation." Yeah, and like, you know, once we get to October and during college football, like that Tuesday, either Tuesday or Wednesday, they have that you know half hour, hour long show where they announce the top four or the top six or whatever else, and tell you who's in every week, week to week, week. Well, like. I'm not saying necessarily have to have the show, but I'm saying like the I like the ranking thing is the intrigue of that grabs millions of people to watch that particular Hell, show. Like the ranking could, should be able to be an intrigue plot to get you to watch like this particular show. It's like, all right, this person number four, they're facing, you know, someone that's won uh, you know, four time four times in a row or won every match in like the last two months, whatever else. Like whoever wins this could like jump to top three and get a title shot. Like th- this this helps the storytelling if you're doing they, it well. They can also do something like challenge for your number. If somebody has not ranked, like, hey, number three, I challenge you for your number or whatever. And then, you know, say he beats them, now you're number three or whatever. But then whoever's number four, like, hey, wait a minute, motherfucker. You didn't beat me. Like, and then it's like, those are easy things you can do, like number matches. Like, and you know, also these people, people will swap. And this also helps, like, further when people get, like, upset upsets right so like when garcia ends up beating um brody at the end of the continental classic right that was obviously a big thing because of the the scoreboard right well if you have a big if you have a you know a one through five on your name and someone you know shuts You're the door and someone closes the door on on you for for your run towards title for the next two months that that storyline device right there like let's say a baby face beats a hill and upset right he'll Hill can just come back the next week or after the match and beat the hell, lay a beat down on them viciously or whatever else. There's your program right there. Storytelling. Yep. Like, these are all, like, this is a tree that branches can be sprouted from. Right. And it's on them to, like, figure that out. So maybe I will um, make a few. <laughs> I will attempt to contact a few people. <laughs> um, so. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Zach Maki says, Rich and James, can we finally get people to stop the cap on punts collisions like they were this generational period of TV? I saw that tweet <sighs> or whatever else. Man. Like, okay, whatever. 
it's this the is shows the same. were fine. The, the shows the we same. have gotten post punk are better. The end. This is the same cap that had the those same people upholding the CM Punk and Samoa Joe from Wembley Stadium is like one of the five best matches of the year and shit. Like this is what? we're not you're not dealing with rational people. Like you you're you're dealing with, you know, disciples, you know, members of a cult, you know, damn near. So mm. um Okay. Yeah, like it was cool. But I'm sorry, I did not want to watch Brock Anderson for 12 minutes on, on those on those shows. I did not want to watch the endless main of six man tag main events that were like 30 minutes long that were slow. I'm sorry, I didn't want to do it. Um, did FTR do some some cool stuff over the summer? Yes, they did. They did. did Jay they White, absolutely, look, they uh, absolutely carried CM Punk when he first came back. Did, did Jay White basically get a place to do his thing? They did. Yep. However. It was just like this different kind of show that was slower paced. That was nothing like what put this company on the map. So, like, I mean, to be honest, Condo Classic in the way like the wrestlers wrestling the Condo Classic that was still that still be true. It just they had better matches, and they had better matches. Like, if you have better matches and actually competitive matches, opposed to like you know. Squash squashes, and you have maybe two competitive matches for over two hours. Like this is they've just changed. They tweak the format just a little bit. You still get your slow, hard hitting wrestling on on Saturdays. So I, you know, like the the style isn't a problem. It was the part where it's like these are uncompetitive matches for the most part. And like, why is and the, the stars are not the big, on the hold show? Hold on, and why is the biggest star in the company wrestling Ricky Starks? I'll let that sit there for a second. Um, uh, Dynamite last week. North Charleston, uh, South Carolina. Rich what a ready. choice of building. But before we went, before we got to it, Rich was going into this saying, like, hey, man, like, we've had one or two shows in South Carolina, and they both suck. This is this is fed country. These crowds going to suck. This is, like, this is like going to Pittsburgh or Kansas City. And I was like, yeah, they did have uh, they did have a uh, South Carolina show that I remember stinking, right? And then apparently, like North Charleston is different from Charleston. Go yeah. fucking figure. This was a great yeah. crowd. Great crowd. All twenty six hundred of them rocking <laughs> in there. <laughs> Should I go on my rant? Sure. So I typed in North Charleston when I was like, North Charleston. It's not just like a, a saying. It's actually that's actually its own municipality from that's separate from from Charleston. Okay, how what is the uh what's the the population on this? And I was like, hold on, let me look up like Florida towns or whatever else. The town that Rich uh had 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 lived in for a, uh uh when he was in high school is just as big. And I was like, all right, when well, they need to come to the they need to come to the minor leagues Phillies affiliate that's here. And, and run out that baseball stadium and run down them right there. Because that's only 10 minutes from me. And if you want to go to fucking uh, Charles, North Charles, South Carolina, you can bring your ass to safety, or sorry, to Clearwater, Florida, because like this county that I live in has a million people in it. What are we doing? So I always thought about Bray House Field is like, yo, that would be cool if AW went there. Like, I always thought about that, but I, my point know. is. They went to this small. Like, I don't. What made them go to North Charleston? I have no idea. What? What? I don't know. What Mookie Ghana pulled up and the numbers say we go here as opposed to actual Charleston. I don't get it. I don't know what the rent, what the rent difference was. I don't know. But 
I remember the South Carolina show they did, and he and Rich is absolutely right. Them crowds did stink, and this is totally different. Like this felt like a Texas Dynamite. <laughs> Damn near, and they got a hell of a show. Yes, um, I I feel safe de- declaring like yo all this shit that like we have railed against and that a lot of that shit is being fixed right now. Yes, it's like yes, it feels fucking great. It, yeah. it, it's amazing. It we do. threw MJF out, out the paint and then this shit is like <laughs> this shit has regained form. <laughs> all right, so let's go through it. Christian Cage. Dustin Rose, Masters Division, Old Man Fight. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. This Christian is Cage match. got a win worth a damn. Dustin Rhodes is on. It seems like, you know, he's getting used a lot lately. So is this yeah. like a, you know, it makes me think, okay, you know, maybe his contract's coming up. You know, who knows? Oh, whatever. I'm, I'm not privy to, the, to, to this information. So all I know is these two old motherfuckers went out there and was like, we going we gonna tear it down. And it, and it, it is did. It, it is amazing the kind of match they can have when Dustin's out here just three weeks post getting his ankle broken by a cinder block. How we ever Fighting Spirit. We have now 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 Rich, I don't think we've talked about that on the show yet, but it was like Swerve at World's End on that I believe that was December thirtieth or December thirty first. December thirtieth. Did a curb sorry, did a swerve stomp off the apron to the floor that crushed through a cinder block that uh, that Dustin's foot was over the top of. And then he wrestled the next week. <laughs> and then he wrestled oh. here again. And then he wrestled, he's wrestled three, three times, right? This Bills do. Bills do. You know, they tell you, you know, they, they you know they tell you about <laughs> telling stories and, and these kids and they just do shit or whatever else. And then you got, the, you got one of the oldest motherfuckers on the roster. Motherfucker that, rust, that was wrestling in the 80s. Right, him and Sting on them same pay per views on the same Great American Bashes, right? And he's doing shit like this. I don't want to hear no end can do Canadian Destroyers. I don't want to hear no more. Match they, is wrong. They won in this match. Um, I, this thing ruled. Um, almost too much to recap, but loved it. It's a great match. Um, it's a good great win match. for for Christian, and um, this whole thing was just like. I, the Masters Division, I and mean, we're getting Minoru Suzuki and Edge for the Masters Division now, uh, this week. I don't know what a I, I've never imagined what an Edge and Minoru Suzuki match would look like, but I don't think it'll be better than Dustin and Christian. I don't think so. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's a uh, you know, I, I think it'll be fun because I don't think um, an Edge is a is a sin to paint and brawl type guy. Yeah, maybe he'll surprise us. I mean. Uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the match, but it's like you know when Edge when, when Big Cole was out here talking about you know I want to wrestle you know the New Japan guy. I was like, bro, I'm glad that you want to. I don't necessarily know if I want to see you wrestle New Japan guy. <laughs> right? So 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 yeah, man. Like you know, he mentioned the Okada thing. Look, did Big Cole have inside information? He know that 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 uh, the Rainmaker's on the way. Who knows? Look, he don't even got to go to Japan to do it now. Um, look, they, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Renee was uh, backstage with Swerve. Uh, said he'd be foolish uh, to not be paying attention to the main event. Of course, the main event was Hook and Samoa Joe. Uh, he's focused on the world belt now that the C2 is over. Uh, he was the talk of the tournament. Uh, Renee then brought up uh, Hangman and then Swerve. Like He went from smiling to like not smiling no more. And that shit yes. was funny. I love it. Uh, That's real hate. 
Like you ruined said, my mood by bringing this yo, motherfucker's name up. Yo, he said uh, Paige. You know, he's a, he beat uh, you know Roger Strong, Claudio, JD Drake. He said even if the heavens opened up and God Himself came down, Handman would have a chance. But he still lost me. So twice <laughs> that was a hard line. I fucking loved it. I was like, bro, this man is this man is a great that 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 Paige guy. He's a great wrestler. I beat him twice. There's no, there is no discussion. There's no debate. I'm the one contender, not him. Yeah, whose house? Swirl's house. Uh, then uh, Renee was backstage with uh, Jericho, uh, asking where uh, him and Sammy go from here after losing their belts. Uh, Jericho said they only lost because of Hobbs and Takesha. Uh, he said his win over Takesha a month ago in Japan doesn't mean as much as it used to. So now he's going to seek and destroy Takesha's ass. Then all of a sudden. Uh, Matt Seidel walked in the screen uh, and he knows that he said, hey, this ain't the Chris Jericho that I know. Uh, he said, maybe you need to get in there uh, with somebody in, that you beat in the past like me. Uh, Jericho said we could run it on, on Rampage. Uh, it's kind of weird how they set that up. So I'm assuming Jericho beat that man, but did he like take turns running back and forth the commentary? That would be funny if, if he did. That would be funny if he did commentary over the match. Like, get him, Chris. Now they would do. They would. They would do that. But like the, the idea is hilarious. You're right. The yeah. idea is hilarious. Um. Then we got uh, Orange Cassidy and Trent against Penta and Commander. Um. Uh, Fast paced sprint match. Fun. Uh. I was totally into this. Return of Ray Phoenix came came out here and showed up. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he's ready to go soon. Yeah. Um, like. I wonder if they make them a trios um, when, when Pac's not around. Like Lucha Bros plus Commander. But like Commander, given the, like what he's done when since he's been with AEW, like he deserves a little something. I, I, has he faced? Has he faced? Um, has he faced Orange Cassidy yet? I think he has. Okay. Uh, on one of those rampages, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Well, yeah, he's he's gotten better since he's been. Yes, he in has. AW2. He absolutely has. He's absolutely more than just a run ropes guy at this point. Definitely. Um. So after that match, uh, the Undisputed Kingdom music hits. Roger Strong and the Kingdom came out. Uh, Strong told Cassidy to take the glasses off. Uh, question of becoming the international champion has become too much to him. He's taking tag team matches to defend the belt. Uh, Strong said the title belongs to him. He's coming for it. Cassidy said we can run it right now. Roddy took the shirt off and was like, yeah, we can, but we don't want to do that right now. You're going to wait till revolution. So six weeks to set yeah. this up. Yep. I don't need a six week storyline between Roger Strong and Orange Cassidy. I don't need So either. is he gonna like face the members individually before they get there? There's gonna be a lot of multi man matches. Uh I don't know. That's the same like I understand. It's like, yeah, man, I know sometimes they do this stuff last minute minute and everything, but yo, six weeks Here. for Roger Strong. T- Tony oh, we need that. Tony Khan said, I will never hear another one of you goofy motherfuckers say that like there there are no bills for my pay-per-views. Not only am I going a month early, I'm going a month and a half early. He already has like what four or five matches already on the docket, basically. Yeah. Revolution usually gets the gets a great build that, pretty much every year almost. That man has had enough. Um 
Renee was backstage with a hangman whose mustache is growing out further by the week. Uh, said you won't meet a soul on this planet uh, that needs the AEW title more than he does or that you know values it. Um, said in 2024, he's going to make that title his. He's going to keep it that way as long as he can. Renee then brought up Swerve, saying how Paige can't beat him. He said he doesn't think about Swerve at all, which was kind of funny. Um, and also as he's not the world champ. And also, it's contradictory. It's like, bro, we remember you saying that like, he's going to make sure we'll die in breath. He's going to make sure that man never won the title. Like, Lies. It can't, it, it can't be both. It can't be both. Um. <laughs> uh, you know, he's not the world champion. Samoa Joe is. And God be with Hook if he's the champion by the end of the night. So okay. this is another, hey, they built up. Or they had other people talking about Samoa Joe and Hook. Samoa Joe and Hook. Yeah. Hey, uh, so did we ever find out what Hangman did with the, with the shirt that, like, Swerve gave little Hangman? No. Okay. Just wondering. Just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's I hope it's getting getting worn, you know. I hope it was put to good use. Um then all of a sudden we just got like one of the most emotional moments in pro wrestling history out of nowhere. Yeah. It was it was the one year anniversary of Jay Briscoe's death. Uh, Mark Briscoe comes out on stage and I was aware of it and it was just like I saw the the screens and it said Mark Briscoe on one side and then Jay Briscoe on the other side. And then Mark walked out. And it hit me for the first time that Jay Briscoe is not walking out with him. Mm. And he said he was out here to represent the baddest ads he wanted to play at them boys, the Briscoe brothers. Tragically, one year ago, he passed, uh, talked about his nieces were in the car and said the doctors said that they'd never walk again. And all of a sudden, a little girl comes walking out on stage with the rest of the family. Um, Mark says God's on the throne. They won't stop because they can't stop. He thanks everybody from the bottom of their hearts, hugs the kids, and it was just like, damn, bro. What are y'all like, doing I- to me, man? Like, okay, so up to this point, watching and covering AEW at this point for almost for basically five years, AEW has never put on or done anything that's made me cry until they brought out the, the damn girl that that was told could never walk go out and walk like this was like this is one of those things where it's like have you ever seen those ho- around the holidays they pull out these new videos of like uh families mothers and kids that are uh that they have their dads like stationed in, yes. in the military and then all of a sudden yes. they surprise them and they run to they see him they run to his arm and they're boo crying all that kind of stuff and they see their dogs and that kind of stuff like for me that shit turns me into a blubbering a blubbering mess anytime I see those like no I just can't I can't. I can't handle it. It just it just overwhelms me emotionally. This is one of those. It was like, bro, what are you? I know I, it's a it's a feel it's a feel good moment. I was like, I I don't mean what are you doing in the bad way. I'm like, bro, like this is this is like, look at my this, face, this like <laughs> like 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 look at my face, like look what you've done to me, like yeah, like this was fucking amazing. And um, yeah, like ten out of ten, my favorite segment of the show. Then um they replayed the the Jay Briscoe tribute video from last year and it was just like heartbreak man yeah. just just absolute heartbreak tragedy like and because I, I was, had no idea I had no idea that his daughter I, I was in she was in a I had no idea that she couldn't walk I had no idea yeah man um 
Brewhaven says is a rare example of something classy in wrestling. Um, this, this was just this yeah. This there's there's no words to describe what this felt like watching it in the moment. You can't go back and watch this show and get that same feeling that that we got watching. It. We didn't know it was coming. It obviously wasn't advertised or anything right. like that, but yeah, it was. It was great. Pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. Um, something else that was great. Renee Paquette was sitting backstage with Matthew and Nicholas Jackson and their mustaches. Um, they requested that Renee refer to them by their God-given names, Nicholas and Matthew Jackson. They are EVPs, and it's time to take this job more serious. Uh, Renee then brought up the temper tantrums and meltdowns with rumors, and then Matt cut her off and said, all the rumors is fake, but let's pretend they're true. Uh, he said, what would she be l- willing to lose to maintain a thriving wrestling company called AEW? You know, Renee wasn't here at the beginning. Um, uh, you know, if it meant losing friendships, ruining their reputations, Matt said, hell yeah, they do it all over again. And asked Renee if she got her paycheck this week and says, you're welcome. What would you do to protect your baby? You just had a baby with John, right? Uh, and then uh, Matthew said, they used to say something like change the world. And they were doing that until they lost their way and the culture changed and toxicity seeped in. Uh, Matthew then said it was due to leaning into self-serving superficial superstars and says that Sting is anything but that. And he's hopeful the w- that the way you know people talk about Sting you know, is how they talk about them years from now. Sting's the last of a dying breed, but in order to change the world, they got to say goodbye to Sting and anyone like him. Um, Renee then asks, "Is that an official call out for Sting's last match?" Nick then looked at the phone and said, "As an EVP, you know we can pull some strings." And then they walked off. James, much like Jack Perry, the young bucks have convinced people wrestling is real. Cause yep. boy, yep, yep, bro. The Bucks. The funniest part is like amazing. The, the last time we had seen them before, like they went on their hiatus, was them throwing the temper tantrum after they lost it to the uh, Golden Jets. Like this is playing on that, but people don't remember that part. They're thinking of like some backstage shit they didn't even see. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. <laughs> Bro, like people, are, people say they're people, light years ahead. They say that these motherfuckers don't know how to work, and they're working you. All Bro, right, man. This is how I get it. I can't count how many comments. This is how they really are. Everyone's gonna finally see Rich. it, James. This is why pro wrestling will never die. Rich, because of those people, pro wrestling will never die. Motherfuckers left and right will hop on the internet to say the young bucks can't work. Their shit looks fake. This in the third, and then in the same breath, and or th- sorry, and then in the same day, get, get they they they, they get work. hot over them doing this, and it's like it don't matter when they get you this hot. It don't matter if the wrestling that, that they do in the ring looks real to you or not, because you are worked and you want them to lose. You are getting worked. You're bought in. You're bought in. Like. This shit ain't about like like bro like they have they have people thinking this is them this is this is the real them that everyone's gonna see this secret that <laughs> that all these people don't know it has finally been exposed they're exposing themselves 
Um, Rich, I, I'm just I'm just amazed that Rich. the Matt and Nick Jackson have find, found a way again to do it, and like. Was I don't it, think the, the detractors of the the detractors of the young bucks have not figured out the best thing to do is leave them alone because when you start poking them with a stick and like hitting them with something they can oh we can spin this oh because they're gonna lean into it y'all said they did too many super kicks they're gonna just start super kicking motherfuckers to death right. um. You, you said you didn't like their, their ring gear. It got more outrageous. You didn't like their wrestling style, how fast-paced it was, all the elaborate sequences. They're going to come up with the most incredible dual tag moves you've ever seen. Terrible facial hair every single time. Yes. The Vince McMahon mustaches. I don't... Look. We don't know for I know, sure, but when... when we don't uh, know for sure. But when Josh Smith from Keeping a Strong Style Mission, I was like, that probably is what it is. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, these guys are fucking great, fucking bro. Like, <laughs> fucking hilarious. And, like, you look at the context of what he's saying, and it's like, this isn't like. This isn't a John Moxie promo. This isn't some Hangman promo. This isn't some Swerve or Samoa Joe promo. Like, it's a really good promo, but, like. People, reaction the way to the it. reaction to it is like, y'all are, y'all are making. Y'all are going to look back in, like, you know, two, three years and say, like, they're not good promos. It's like, bro, you remember what happened when they did this? You're forgetting. Anarchy. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, like, the fun- also, Rich, what are- what a percentage chance that they win? You know. I think I think, I think think they should be favored to win. But, like, I'm not, I would not be shocked at all if, if Sting beat them. I think Sting and Darby are going to win the titles before the event, so I think the Bucks okay. are going to win. I didn't know, but because um, they they played like a like some video package, like uh, something like noting uh, with Sting and Darby, like noting about the tag belts and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be shocked if they picked them up like on an episode of Collision or Dynamite before then, and then it's like okay, we'll bring these belts into it, and then the Bucks will main event for the tag titles. Uh, the Bucks will. Perhaps win the tag titles, retire Sting, and be the first tag team main event and all that stuff. And um, you know, all the right people will get mad, and all the right people got mad on this. Jeremy sent a tweet out that p- caught some trash and had people swarming on his mentions. Um, but yeah, just amazing. Like, there's so many people that are against these guys, and they're all going to get taken to the cleaners by two of the greatest workers that ever lived. Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. <laughs> Holy shit. This is great. It's really funny. Uh, then we got Switchblade, uh, Jay White and the guns against um, Mogul, Embassy, Brian Cage, Gates of Agony. Thought their red and white gear looked hard. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed this match. I thought this was uh, this is this reminded me of a really good, like high level, like road to six man match. Well, you know, Gase Agnew was just over there. Yeah, Gase Agnew was just over there, yep. and um, I, I think like as as Swerve has elevated, like the group is like getting more uh, chances, you know, to be on TV. They're, they're going to yeah. be against the acclaimed and Gun- and Billy Gunn this week for the other trios belts, but yeah. they dropped the ROH belts to Jay White and the guns here. Um, 
and the Jay White and the Guns got you know new music as well, and that almost was like, damn, I almost want to freestyle on this shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like the I like the music. At first, I thought I thought like, okay, I, I noted it, and then when the Okada news dropped later in the week, I was like, wait, is this like some? All right, Okada's going to New Japan. All the Bullet Club, and I didn't remember them saying anything about Bullet Club goes like, anything that says Bullet Club related or else, we're pulling off AEW, we're sick of this shit, you have, you have, you have, you have take, taken the, the, the worst or the last one you ever gonna take from us, what else working with you, we're done with this relationship. But, I, you know, I was, I was, it's me, you know, playing in my mind, so, it's interesting to note that the music, but yeah, like, good change, obviously, it, it does fit with, like, the part where it seems they're returning Bayface, you're gonna do the whole gun family thing, so, so yeah, like, trying to be a happy ending or whatever else. And I'm sure like they're all going to, you know, get together and they're going to fight uh, undisputed kingdom. And like one of their first views, get undisputed kingdom off the ground. Just two announcements for dynamite uh, edge and uh, Minoru Suzuki will be commercial free and thunder Rosa and red velvet was booked. Pick a side, James. I don't know what you mean. Oh, Moving on. Do you, do you care to elaborate? No. Okay. Um, but uh, Jay White and the Guns got the win. Play hard. Yes, I enjoy the I enjoy the uh the activities. Uh, we got Adam Cole Quality backstage. Match. Quality match. You know, I think I think Red Velvet is like underrated in AEW Women's Division, and like Thunder Rosa is Thunder Rosa. So like, this could be you know. We, you know, with these Amanada matches of late, like she's been awesome. Hey, this ain't this. This is not this is not the Soraya division that we that we had last year. This is a lot better, and like even Soraya is contributing to to helping you know push storylines forward in in, in AEW's division. Like things are look, it, it, you look everywhere and it's like I, things are getting things are getting better everywhere you look. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I and I saw there was good news about Kenny Omega that came out. Um, they were saying he's been pumping full of antibiotics, um, and is not looking as bad as it once did. They're okay. still reevaluating him within seven weeks, uh, and the decision for surgery will, will be made then. If he doesn't need it, he could perhaps be back much sooner than anticipated. So, uh, best wishes uh, goes out to Kenny. So, um, you know. Brew Haven saying, "Kenny, take my intestine." You know, I, I'm sure you know there. You know, somebody else could volunteer. You know, theirs. They ain't using it for Kenny. Um, let's just move on. Adam Cole backstage with Wardlow, um, and I like how this was tucked into 45 seconds into hour two. You notice the <laughs> that shit started opening the show. And now it's just in these other little parts. Like, nice. We don't have to make the MJF part make any more factors into this. Nothing. Um, Cole said Warlow has a scratch the surface of what he's capable of. Being with Undisputed makes Warlow unbeatable. He's going to go down as the most dominant AEW wrestler of all time. Warlow's going to mow down everyone until nothing's left. And the AEW world belt is the property of the Undisputed Kingdom. Warlow then just said, boom. Um, yes, yeah, so he also mentioned that like Cole and Wardlow are both like have designations on the AEW World Tie, and I was like, 
Oh, so like you're just doing MGF and Wardlow again. Wow. At the same time, while you're doing this, you have Kill Switch slash Luchasaurus and Christian. Someone got to pick. Like uh, someone got to diverge. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Warlow is, is is stuck in the pattern he's already you know got himself out of. Before. <clears throat> got Deanna Perazzo against the Anna J. Yeah. Tony Storm on commentary. Um, I don't remember much of this match. This but, match was uh, this match was decent. Like it was, but most of it was just like, all right, I'm going to do stuff to you, and then like I'm going to leave openings for you to grab me and 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 get your stuff in. Like this was a this was a Deanna Carey job. Uh, no knock to Anna J. She she acquitted herself well. Um, but like just watching the matches felt like this is. This is a Deanna Perrazzo production and good match. Um, it's not like some, you know, it's not like some three and a quarter thing. It's like some three flat thing, but it was, it was a good match and that's all it needed to be. And it would, it acquitted or showed that like Deanna can like footwork quickness. She has all that stuff that we've already seen out of her. Um, and like, let's get, let's try to imp- show her as an impressive new challenger for Tony storm. And they're telling the story of like, they used to know each other. Antonio Storm's psychosis or whatever you want to call it, craze, mania. Head, What's like, happened to you? It's turned into a different person. And um, yeah, like nice little quick story. Um, so interested to see their match. Dion Peraza was on Talk is Jericho last week. Uh, so check that out if you're interested. Um, she basically uh, caught the interview after the match and, you know, they did the whole call out. Uh, it was funny. Tony Storm mentioned she, at some point about punching somebody in their box. I fucking died. Yeah, I, yeah. Look, I haven't heard someone refer to a mouth as a box in in years, like since high school. It shit was fucking hilarious. She called um Perazzo an artificially tan hag, uh, yes. in, invoking the stardom language language, yeah, the official it, stardom it, language. Yeah, high schoolers, high schoolers in stardom be calling people hags. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, then we got Private Party versus Top Flight. Um, the return of Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy uh, as a team against Darius and Dante. Private Party ended up cheating to get the win. Mark Quinn did not look like himself. Um, obviously, he hasn't been in the ring for like a year. Uh, I think he had a neck injury, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, like, he looks like a vastly, like, different like he doesn't have the springs that he had. Like, mm-hmm. some of the, like, I was watching his sequences and I remember him doing the, you know, uh, just run out the ring for the dive on both directions, and he just used to jump so much higher. He was a much smaller human, uh, period. You know, the guy's five years older now, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's going to take him a little while to get back into uh, ring shape like the rust like really showed here, I thought. Yeah, I, but I still thought that even while that happened, like it wasn't as drastic like when Darius first came back. Yeah, yeah. So like, you like, know, oh, this is a totally different human being right now. Like, uh, is his career ever on a bounce back? He's better now, but it's like, whoa, this is different. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, these things, you know, these guys come back earlier. You know, just because they're cleared to Russell does not mean they're one hundred percent back. They're just uh, back well enough to where like it won't happen again unless they unless something bad happens. Yeah. So 
regular work for these guys. Like Private Party, I think, is a team that's like kind of on the clock now. Like I think uh, Isaiah should be commended for holding it up as much as he did and like being someone I think that fans care about. Uh, it has this great thing where he's putting these do rags on white people's heads. Um, and, <laughs> um, you know, bring, bringing the, the respectability of do rag history month, uh, you know, with him. And the funny to, part is, like, I remember, I think he put one on Garcia like a year ago, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and, and then, like, you know, he's putting do-rags on people in the crowd. He put, them, he put do-rags on the Hardys. And then he put one on Lexi Nair on uh, on uh, on Collision. I fucking howled. Like, I... They have to start selling the private part do-rags. He, if they, he have start, to, they have to sell the do-rags. Bro, if he starts putting do-rags on, on random... Look, when he puts a do-rag on Renee Paquette, I'm gonna fucking die. Alright? I'm gonna fucking die of laughter, okay? Like, Renee already gave me an all-time mean the way she stared at Soraya uh, this week, but, like, when she put that... When they put that do-rag on this blonde white Canadian woman, I'm gonna fucking die screaming laughing. It's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. It's gonna be hilarious. So, I think Private Party needs to um, really try to get over here. And, um... This is, this is their shot. This is a shot. This is the time. Like, they, they've got... They've been around, you know, and they don't want to get surpassed because there's a lot of people there. So, like, and also the tag division needs to be revitalized, and like them being back, private or sorry, uh, top flight being back. You have what's going on on collision with um, FTR and House of Black. Like, you know, the Young Bucks are back now. Like, it might, you know, Young Bucks are back, so it's time to actually do tag team wrestling again. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Outside of FTR on Saturdays. So, um, yeah. Big video package about Sting and Darby Allen's history. They said they want to win the AEW Tag Team Championship. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> after that, we got Samoa Joe versus Hook. This was sensational. This was like a stand and start pumping your fists kind of match. Um, I will say that if you were looking for me, I was like, all right, is Hook ready for to be like moved up a level? Maybe. I feel like I don't know. This was like a specifically kind of structured match. It's still yeah, it's still a st- storytelling match on the awesomeness and the size difference in the you know, it's one of those matches where it's like, all right, does that mean that he can go out there and best super juniors and do this? No. Right. Or or like, you know, with a contemporary person and then they they just try to have a great match. I don't right. think this we got the answer to that, but what we did get was like very exciting. Um, Joe played his role to perfection. Hooks kick out at one, phenomenal. Um, I thought it was really cool when he basically was like, "Come, come fight me, or whatever." Like, still, you know, ask for more. Joe slammed his ass through that table, and it was like that shit was like some whiplash, like a motherfucker. He slammed him um, through the table, and he didn't slam him like flush. So like most of him landing was on his tailbone. You could tell that like like Hook was his back was fucked up. Like I don't know if you ever landed on your tailbone hard or bruise your tailbone. That shit fucking hurts. And like the way that he fell, and I saw him fall, and that's why he reached for his back. I was like, oh, buddy. I've yeah. been there. I feel for you right now. I feel your pain. Um, yeah, man, it was um, it was it was a it was, really it was a really well put together match and thought out match and everything. And 
um, well executed and all that kind of stuff. And you know, this is a plus in the in the cap for for Hook and for Joe's title reign and for Hook. Um, this is the first time he ever got you know really pulled up to the big boys table. You know, especially since All In. So like, he, he All In never thing, this this was this was a real. These, like these have been two good moments for him that like kind of been forgotten because of like the Jack Perry thing is weird. So yeah, he should never appear on screen with Danhausen again. <laughs> like so, some of the you know the coolness of Hook just feels like it's like it wasn't where it once was, and um, I think well that's because he was a novelty at first, and I was like. Ugh. He seems cool, but it's also like it also feels like he can't talk. For, that was me. Mm-hmm. No people didn't notice that part. He's like, oh, he's cool. He's a twerp or whatever else. And I'm like, all right, all right. Like we're gonna start matches, and like we still haven't really gotten to have too many matches. But like the match we have gotten, like he's held up his end of the bargain. So that's all you can ask for. Yeah, um, this was you know had a little bit of the Undertaker Jeff Hardy kind of kind of layout here without Hook being nearly as spectacular as Jeff Hardy, uh, but this thing I think was more about like uh, you know f- hanging in there with somebody like it was a look at where Hook could be you know five years from now yeah. like I mean he wouldn't I, be in that situation five years from now I hope his strikes are better his strikes suck but. You know, it's neither here nor there in the match world. Like, hey, they ain't it. Ain't in ball, ain't be all. You can be a great wrestler and have great strikes. Like Sammy Guevara, I think is a great in ring performer. I think I think his strikes are decent half or good half the time. So, doesn't matter. Yeah, um, yeah, luckily, but this. But luckily, Sammy got the whole thing where he like he crazy and he flies. Hook ain't got that, so he he kind of needs his strikes to actually be good. Then they for this shit to work. Um. This one popped a number. Um, obviously, there was like the attention of the wrestling world was on this match. Uh, mm. the, the Tony Khan tweet strategy proved to be kind of successful here. Um, that's a that's a feather in Joe's cap as a champion. Uh, you can do some good business under him. Yeah. People believe in him. You got uh, to keep the, having Joe wrestle dudes that weigh less than uh, two hundred pounds. I think we learned that with Darby Allen thing last year. Well, I, mean, like, this fur- the- I mean, this further cements is where I'm getting at. Like, if you get him in the ring with someone that weighs less two hundred pounds, you got a shot. You 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 gonna have a, you have a great match. He, you know, it's like a almost like a Lesnar factor thing, right? Unless it's uh, Adam Cole. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You talking about the, someone, the old someone, shit, right? Yeah, you talking yeah, about the old some, shit. Someone with no discernible athletic gifts or Adam Cole. Adam Cole ain't finna bump. Ain't finna crash and burn bump for you. Nah, not finna happen. Yeah. Too many years um, since being for all that now. Nah, yeah. You see, there's gray in that beard. Yeah. I, look, CCW Adam Cole might have had some for you. Like he'll give you bumps. He'll give you bumps through like you know the necks of chairs and shit. But like he ain't gonna splat and bump. Like he ain't gonna do the Sasha Banks Mayu with Tani bumping. That ain't happening. Yeah, Hook and Joe, uh, pretty su- successful. This crowd was hot all night, and yep. I, man, I tell you, like there's something like with I think when AEW is going well, Twitter gets hot. I think in a certain fashion, and it got hot in that fashion and then all the all the you know the people that 
basically the, all the bad faith stuff starts starting up and I'm like, mm. oh yeah, that's the tweets I want to see. I want to see people bothered by by this shit. Um, and, you know, the rankings brought that out, the Samojo and Hook stuff, um, the Bucks, the where's the story people, oh man, they're full force. All that stuff, feed it to me. I love it. You know, put that shit in cans. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I the one why thing the that kick I saw out at one. It, why oh he kind of one? I was like, the the out is one is to like they let you know that like the dude has the heart, the passion, and fighting spirit to to get up when the chips are down, and so you remember him past his matches. A reason to care about the guy the same way. Like if he had just kicked out at two, would have done the same thing. Kicking out at one, it gives you even more of a rush because like you could have spent him to kick out at one, or you could have spent him to kick out at two. Kicking out at one is like whoa shit. So like yeah, man, like I. Uh, Sorry, man. Well, like, what was one of the best moments at AEW last year? It was Kenny Omega kicking out a one wing angel at one. Yeah. Like, sorry, it's here to stay. Sorry, man. If you, if, if you look, go to, go to Peacock. Look, we watch, saw Seth Rollins try it. We saw him try it like a, a couple months ago, and that shit didn't work. When? People didn't react. Um, I don't know what match it was. Um,. It might have been against Nakamura. I don't remember because Seth Rollins matches don't stand out like that. Like that's, uh, that's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, he definitely tried it, but I just don't remember against who. Uh, Nakamura, they're saying okay, yeah. But good God, like, yeah, man, this this is what I want. I want people to be uncomfortable with this shit. This shit ain't for y'all. Like, so. Well, yeah, I like, have nothing. In this. It's just it's just weird, man. It's like. I don't get it. Well, I mean, if you don't get it, that's one thing. But, like, can you at least acknowledge that the crowd lost his fucking marbles when that shit happened? It's like it is, you know. I don't get me wrong. They, like, look. They, they watched it on mute. Rich, like, you know, like when, when MJF does that, that second rope tombstone power driver that motherfuckers kick out all the time. What do I always say? That shit's fucking dumb. But what happens every time it happens? The crowd pops and they can't believe that someone kicked out of it. I'm like, he's never been anybody with it. Whatever. People pop for it. It works. It kicking out one works. Sorry. It, yeah, sorry, man. man. Like and if you and if you want to see a WWE match where it works, I suggest you pull up pull out that uh Koto Bushi versus Cedric Alexander. It worked then, and that was the E. Yeah. Sorry. Amazing. <sighs> but yeah. Um so I don't know how we're going to do this next week. I got a dentist appointment next Monday, so I don't know if I'll be talk mood. I don't know. We'll see. I got to get get some fillings. That stinks. So hopefully I'll be re- ready to go. So there will be no live stream next week, but uh, there will be a podcast. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Um That's it in the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to raise more app you're using to listen to this with. If you're watching from the stream, you can um, donate to the show by going to our podcast show notes and clicking on the link to Red Circle. Um, and be sure to listen to other shows on the network besides One Nation Radio. You have Keep It Strong Style. You have uh, All Things Elite. You have Imps WWE Adventures. You have Tunnel Talk. You have uh, Russell Art with Chris Things. And you have the Trish and Sarah Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll be sure to get back to you guys on over the weekend on whether or not um, Rich will be able to talk after he's been drilled in the mouth. Later, y'all. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.